0: Mm. I see
1: the spotlight episode number 84 well damn just the two of us just us again <laughs> we're back in the studio like the old days like a few episodes ago I'm sure we're gonna shoot another few here soon hope everybody out there is doing well we brought on a slew of guests uh sure everybody's catching up with the episodes that we did in the 70s and then um probably on that with the skydiving episode yeah. Our good friend Aaron Beaver coming in the house for the first time. Yeah, Aaron, shout out to him too. He, You know, it was kind of a last minute thing. We got him in here. He came, yeah, he came in. Hey, 40 plus guests have, have walked in the casting, the Spotlight Studio over the years. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Shot the fucking episodes of this. Because on top of that, we have almost shot 30 to 40, almost 40 episodes just us two at the same time yeah so like like not only have we put the work of all those episodes in all this time but we've also made room made way for a lot of guests to come in different people to be seen heard featured and we've had like we've really had some great conversations on here and a lot of you know a lot of fun like there's there's been a lot of like there's been some nights oh man we've had <laughs> we've had quite the time Yeah. Quite the time. It's kind of crazy. Really. Like, we kind of brought it up the other day, I think. Not really on the podcast. Just talking about how wild it kind of is when you think about it. That we kind of just, on a whim, we're like, oh, let's fucking shoot a podcast or something, you know? Yeah. And then now that we got this many episodes, we've had over 40 people in here to do an episode and shit. It's kind of wild. Because really, a lot of those people, like, You know, given other circumstances, you wouldn't have three hours to sit down and talk with them and fucking actually have a deep talk with them. No. Like, I don't, like, most of those people I probably would have not had that deep of a talk with in my life without the podcast, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, it created a lot of opportunities and like, whenever we had like certain people on at different times it kind of made way for like more people to take notice and more people like oh man like they had this person on this person on so like every time we built upon that with other people other guests it just kind of it made the awareness all the more vast for like more people and with that you get some people that are actually wanting to come on or reach out to us or otherwise and you know we eventually get them in, fit them into the schedule, and kind of figure it out and stuff. But yeah, I was like, uh, when I was doing the math and all that stuff, I was like, man, that's that's quite a that's quite a cast, you know? Oh yeah, cast of characters, cast of people. Like some of the some of our favorite people, some of our people that felt comfortable enough to come in here and give us hours of their time and most of the time their night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing is like some of the people you know I haven't known or you haven't talked to in a while or whatever and it's just been it's like oh we feel like they could make a, a good episode or like neither of us have really talked to since school or whatever mm-hmm. but it's like oh you know I think they would be a good fit or whatever and it ends up working somehow. Most you know? of the most of the episodes like I, I'm not even having like, a big head about that or anything. Like, it's just... Like, honestly, like, I really feel... I'm like, most of the people we thought would be really good, like, they turned out to be fucking phenomenal episodes. Like, they turned out to be really good episodes. Yeah. So it's like, most of the time, it's pretty much hit its mark um, with what we expected. And people came in and, you know, over-delivered and, you know, given us their time as well. So, like, obviously, everybody that's came in, like, we appreciate... Big time. Like, it, it's, I mean, because it takes a lot to be like, hey, like, like, it, not that it takes a lot or that you wouldn't have friends or people that would want to be helping with your creative project or what have you, but just, like, the fact that they'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll be on. Like, I guess I'll come on. Yeah. Like, not just not knowing maybe too much of shit about it, um, but, I mean, with everybody that we had, like, everybody that we've had, it just, like I said, it made the awareness just all the more to everybody else more people want to come on we got even just more comprehensive discussions out of some of the people that we've yeah. met and talked to yeah it's it is pretty wild in all retrospect that like just out of an kinda, idea yeah you've had a you've got to understand people on a deeper level you mm-hmm. know just just because you have a platform to where you're like hey we can like, that's what's kind of weird about it. It's like, you won't generally get that deep with someone. Uh-huh. Not that all the episodes are deep, you know. We talk about fucking farts and French <laughs> toast and shit sometimes. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> but, regardless, it without, you know, the laptop and the microphone and, like, setting up a time and a date and, like, oh... Come here, we're going to do a podcast, you know? Like, if it was like, hey, just come here, we're going to hang out. Who knows it'd get that deep. Or if it would just be like, hey, you know, what have you guys been up to? How's work been? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just talking about random shit. Or talking about old stories or whatever. You don't hear a lot about people's, like, deep thoughts they have. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I like to evoke sometimes. And, like, you know. Like, I I... For better or worse, I like to get to know people on a deeper level altogether. And, like, sometimes that comes with, you know, (laughs) pushing buttons or this and that. Like, what have you. You're kind of like, okay, well, what about this? What about, you know, you're questioning people or asking, like, whatever. But it's like, you really get to understand people whenever you can sit down. Like, whenever you sit down for a sound bite, oh, okay, you can misinterpret anybody. Because they're (coughs) funny by saying this or they're you know, this way. But, like, whenever you sit down for hours and you really pick their brain about something or uh, gauge their interest about something you have in common with them, then you really get a better kind of understanding of the person Mm -hmm. and everything. And it's just, like, you know, I... I mean, it's crazy because we started this in June 2019. And... Like, there's so many people like, that have come in here and everything, that we've, like, as, as the podcast has grown, we've grown on here, like, so much. Like, there's a lot of things I'm sure we said on the early, early episodes that I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't agree with that today. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure. We were literally talking before the episode about it. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck would I have said that? Yeah. But it was, you know, within the first ten episodes, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Because you were trying to be fucking edgy and shocking and get fucking views. And well, we were also just trying to fill the time. We were trying to figure out how it was going to work. What we wanted to do, yeah. With how people, we wanted it to people come across. Have, just like, ah, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> people have, like, um, stunned me with just, like, the que- not. I mean, I guess not really stunned me, but, like, with just the question. Like, oh, you guys, you, just, you don't figure, you don't lose stuff to talk about? Or you don't forget? It's like. No, honestly, like, it kind of gets, um, I may have even said this in in the last, because you know how to, how to, like, um, evoke just a bigger, more, or more expressionistic response out of, like, everything. Like, or, you know, you react a certain way, you're like, oh, okay. They're like, you know how to elaborate on everything, too. Yeah. You know, you become a better conversationalist through the hours and hours and hours of talking.
0: Yeah, and I know that better than a lot of
1: people. <laughs> but it's just like, it's it doesn't really, uh, I don't know. While like we're actively trying to find our way in this shit and are, are constantly being entertained by what's going on around us and the stuff that we actually want to watch and be entertained by or dig into, like there's always stuff to talk about. Like, there's an ongoing plethora of things to be discussed. Yeah. You know? The world's ever unfolding. Yeah. You know Every aspect of it. But, yeah, it is kind of true. But, I mean, I understand where that point of view would come from because mm-hmm. before I started, you know, doing the podcast and stuff, it, I kind of thought the same thing. You know, where it's like, oh, man, I feel like it'd be harder to do you know, episodes later on because it seems like you talk about all the shit you... But no, because once you talk about all that shit, you think of more shit to talk about. It's it's I, not like it's just like, oh, well, we've talked about all the topics we were wanting to talk about, so that's going to be it. I heard somebody say, eventually once you get through... Oh, like, maybe this was on stand-up. It might have even been Diaz or, or somebody like that, but, like, you get through... you You put out who you are through like a lot of your first like a lot of your early specials and a lot of your first stuff and everything up. But once you get to that point and the audience understands you and you have a connection with them, then you can talk about what's going on now and make that really entertaining like for them in like so many other ways. That is kind of true. so you kinda can do your personal kind of shit at first to get across. They really have to understand you first. Yeah. And then you you can talk about current events. And people validate your opinion based on who they believe you are. Yeah. Now they know they kind of have an idea of you the character of you. You know? Not necessarily they don't know you, but they know a certain personality of you and they've made an image of you in their head already. You know? Where it's like, oh, this is this is my guy, and this is fucking whoever, you know. Where it's just not some guy talking about current events, it's this guy with like this yeah. name this person that's fucking that I that I've come to know yeah um i don't know it's kind of it's kind of crazy i remember like when we made the first announcement and everything else and you know a lot of people were like oh man that's cool and shit like that oh it, the first when we first launched the shit episode 5 it got hype still our quick. highest solo of all time yeah i got hype quick it's the, the only on solo it. on the t- on, like some of the top episodes yeah we see yeah, we know. You guys don't give a fuck about us. Yeah. It's all about who we got in here. Yeah, don't, don't forget. Don't forget. None of these people would be here if we hadn't started this podcast. That's you all exist. That's the truth. <laughs> and they want to fucking... I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. But it. I mean, if you're tuning I mean, in, obviously people still do tune in to the solos, though. We see, we see the numbers. Like there are they still do. people that tune in to all of it, and some of them, obviously, we just haven't promoted as hard or like or what have you. But, I mean, it just uh, it is really cool to us at the end of the day. Like that. It. I mean, it literally started out of nothing, recording on my phone. Like we had people in, still recording on my phone. Just oh, let's just oh, talk. Yeah. People willing to like come on, oh yeah, and have a conversation like that because it was a cool concept. Like yeah. where we were from, in our area, in our group, in our circle of people, we were kind of the first ones to really yeah, launch a did. podcast and try. It, you know, yeah, so did. people were willing to come on, be like, "Oh fuck it, this is kind of a neat thing." Just like the backyard wrestling, like you guys with, you know, some of your shit early on, then. And- mm-hmm. Me and Tyler and Ethan took over and stuff, it was like nobody had done shit before that. No. It was just, it's kind of like when it's a new idea and it's when it's a new thing in your area, people are like they kind of turns heads because people are like, what the fuck are they doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's always kind of neat to be on the receiving end of that in a way. Like even if it's not the largest community, or, like, not everybody's going to care about it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't expect everybody to know or listen or come to your wrestling shows or any shit like that, but it's, like, word gets around pretty easily, you know, within at least the community of people that we've known, because it's a lot of people. You know, I just saw the other day at the store was fucking Mr. Marino, actually. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was with his dad. The older, yeah. Maria, he's, yeah. man, how old is that guy? He, uh, like, I, I don't even know. That but dude, they went out. I feel like he's been that old since I was in primary school. He, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been at least that old. It's, it feels like he's been <laughs> that age forever. Um, but he was, th- that was one of the first things he brought up. It's the podcast. He's like, Oh, so how's all that going? You know, he's talking about how he like listened to like Evan's episode and everything. I didn't know I didn't know which Evan episode. Um But yeah, it's just like that but that's that goes to show you like even people like that is the first thing. It's like that's that gets brought up a lot. So like before we were the backyard wrestling guys Mm -hmm. and now we've become the podcast guys. Yeah. The last four years, you know, it was our niche. We weren't the athletes. We weren't the yeah fucking academics. It was. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty good academically, but not. I was but, okay. I mean, I was good, but you no. Know, besides but see, math, this goes back to even the conversation when we, we had I with Standout with Aaron actually. Beaver last week. Fucking, in the Midwest, in this environment, like we're not, we're not near the ocean, the beach, the mountains the fucking big you know i'm saying like we're not near we're not near like all that stuff so we've always had to figure out a way to create fun from within we've always had had to figure out a way to dig into our 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 intuition figure out like what the next project what the next thing kind of is and like we came to that after me and you had like been watching and paying attention to podcasts and stuff and talking about it and we're like, Oh let's let's fucking do this. And yeah. obviously the first the first soccer. one that we ever tried to do was a flop and then we never Well the recording it. just didn't go well. And then our first one we explained that like however many episodes ago, like with how it was recorded on the video and not on the app and then so we could distribute it to Spotify right. and Apple and all that. Um, but, I mean, ever since, like, two. We had a couple that we weren't able to drop. We didn't even have casting the spotlight until episode three, I think. Had some dark shows to start it off, you know? Yeah. Just for us. We were just (laughs) doing But we wanted to see if we could carry the ball that long and to the level of the, like, to the level of the fact that we could have somebody in making a quality conversation for people to listen to yeah, and people tuned in, you know, when we brought Sauce on the first time. Yeah, he was guest one. Yeah, it's still one of the highest listed to episodes of all time. He was a good guest one, though, to have yeah. it in, because he, he knows a wide variety of people, and he knows about a wide variety of topics, you know. Sauce is always a guest that you can kind of like, he can pitch into most conversations, you mm-hmm. know. With something. He knows a lot about a lot and he knows a lot of people, so it's just, it's usually pretty easy with him. Man, I was just thinking about the like backyard wrestling shit, like, I don't even know why that shit's just so in my blood. Like, pro wrestling shit, like, man. It's the best. It's like that kind of shit. And I mean, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, even, you know? It's like, it's one of the biggest topics on our podcast, but like, to this day, I, you know, you see, like, I go back and watch some matches and shit from forever ago or whatever, and you just think about, like, goddamn, like I, like, I don't know why I would want to put my body through this shit, but I'm like, oh, fuck, man. It'd be nice to fucking bleed a little bit and <laughs> go through some it's tables. Fun, it's <laughs> fun to work, and it's fun to, like, tell a story, I guess, with the audience. That's the thing, yeah. It's like, I wouldn't do that shit if there was nobody to react to. No, that'd be fucking dumb. (laughs) But if there was somebody there that gave a damn, it'd be worth it. That's what's so, like, yeah, wrestling is, it's a weird thing, because it's one of those things where I feel like I'll always find a way to defend the shit. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, I feel like gets a lot of hate, but every time, I like, I've never completely, quote-unquote, fallen out of it. There's times where I've watched less of it, but it's always been there, where it's like, if I'm watching it again, I'm like, man, it'd be cool to be involved in this shit. Be announcing this shit, be fucking involved in this shit. Um... Yeah, no, it's 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 in my life, Lud. Like I don't remember a time in my life that it wasn't a part of it. And in a way, way, like I've thought, I've even mentioned this to uh, people at work and different things like that. Because like anytime anybody knows we have a podcast, they're like, "Oh, what do you do when you're not here or whatever, you know?" And you're like, "Oh, you know, I hang out with my girlfriend. Uh, blah, 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 I do my podcast." They're like, "Oh, you got a podcast." They're like, uh, what do what you talk about? They're always, it's always the the question, and it's like, I, I'm like really anything depending on the guest, but a lot of times like entertainment, like movies, sports, pro wrestling, and they're like pro wrestling, like WWE. It's like, yeah, and when I really get to thinking about it, all my like best friends. At this point in my life, I met because and through pro wrestling. Isn't that kind of wild? It's like the whole reason that I know anybody. I mean, not anybody. But the whole reason that I'm as close to all of my best friends is because of pro wrestling. At at the core. Yeah. That's what got all of us connected. It did. (laughs) Like... Hey, the mutual interests, Tyler, Ethan, you like Mutual interests are key. Yeah. To most like Nick, to, here's the thing. To getting to in you. the door mutual interests are key, like with almost any relationship or like any friendship or you know what I'm saying, like anything you have. Like it's kind of it ends up it ends up falling on that. A lot of times. To getting you sort of in the door. Like, oh, oh, we got this in common. Oh, okay. Like, you have discussions over it. Then, like, a lot of other things feed through that. Yeah, that was just the thing that, once again, it was kind of niche enough to where, it wasn't too niche to where it was like, you weren't going to find anybody that wasn't into it. Mm -hmm. But it was niche enough to where, like, Not a lot of people at a certain age, like, by middle school, junior high, there wasn't a giant crew of people that were like, I fucking love WWE, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the ones that you found that still were into it were pretty damn devoted to it because it was like, they had watched it since they were kids, you know? Basically, from, like, junior high through... Ninth or 10th grade at least, maybe more than that, a lot of people were, that was the sort of age of, like, maybe you were sort of falling out of love, or at least publicly, to a lot of the things that you loved during your childhood. Yeah. Because you were much more concerned about oh man what is your everybody social think? image yeah you're like in like you were only seventh eighth, grade tenth you know whatever grade but like I noticed especially during with me with other people too like after sometime after that and especially after high school like, it didn't fucking matter again it's like dude so God, God like, forbid the cute girl in your history class found out you were a fan of Rey Mysterio it was like <laughs> fuck my chances are it's done. over <laughs> your like, life is fucked <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody in (laughs) class is going to be like, oh, you wear masks and jack off at home. (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) Uh. But, but, dude, really, if you think about it, it was because that era of life was fucking brutal. You didn't want people to know that you still fucking liked comic books and pro wrestling. You know, it was (laughs) like, fuck, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, I don't want people to know I read Spider-Man and watch fucking SummerSlam on my weekend, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but now I'm, you know, 26, and I don't give a fuck. I'm like, this is what I like. I fucking like horror movies. I like fucking pro wrestling. Hey, I like Star Wars. This is my shit. If It wasn't games. <laughs> like, if our interests weren't fucking part of this podcast, like, man, like, there would have been a lot of... Like, we had a launch with something, you know what I'm saying? Like, we talked to, to a lot of people about some of the very shit that we fucking talk about a lot. Yeah. You know? Um, And I mean, yeah, that's the thing. When we have guests in here, that kind of shows our versatility, though. Like, we're able to talk about a lot of shit. Because we gear the episode towards the guests. They don't don't have to hear about fucking what Triple H did in fucking 2005. I mean, if it's (laughs) a wrestling person... (laughs) Yeah. Then, yeah. But, you know, generally, we gear it to what they want to talk about. So it's... You're not always hearing that shit, yeah. but that's what, that's what I think makes our podcast also, we might not take off as much as we would if we geared it towards a specific thing, but it makes it open to a wider audience of people, because people mm-hmm. can tune in to random episodes and it'll be about something completely different. Yeah. Speaking of which, I guess you want to get into the Yeah, the I was just going to suggest here. that, actually. You want to go first? You want me to? Yeah. I I'll go first actually, because we were talking a little bit about wrestling. All right. Um. So I'm just gonna throw us in the fucking the soup here. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. All right. So let's go back to some pro wrestling. So. What do you think? About CM Punk's return to AEW after the post-media scrum at All Out 2022 in (sighs) September. When he lashed out and called Hangman out of page a dumb fucking dumb fuck or whatever. (laughs) And he called the Young Bucks a bunch of unprofessional, immature... He, He got a bunch of EVPs that couldn't run a fucking target. Yeah. It's kind said. of funny because we both weren't to target. Yeah. And but So like, okay, so he has this blow up. He probably chooses, not probably, but definitively chooses the wrong place to air this all out at after he wins the title and tears his triceps in the main event of all out 2022 against John Moxley. Beats him clean, which nobody had really done up to that point. Um, is CM Punk, we know, wrestling fans out there that are listening, you know, highly controversial figure. He's just if he has a problem, he will gladly <laughs> talk about that problem. Openly. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is like it's it's going to draw because people. So I'm. So you've heard about that, then, obviously, like his, you know, his comeback. Now. Oh, yeah. okay. So like they're trying to sell out Wembley in like yeah. June. Over the fucking summer ninety thousand summer. people in London, fucking England, and it's gonna be tough. Cause, and I'm not shitting on AEW. Me and you followed it, and you we know, watched it for a we year. We liked and a half it straight. For a long time, and well, like I'm every like every week, I'm still that a big fan of. Darby, Hangman, the Bucks When and when, when did we? Uh, when did MJ, we tune out? Champ right now, right? Yeah. When did we tune out for, a, in large part, 2? Around the time when this Punk shit, like to be honest,
0: he did draw more, more
1: people me. to watching the fucking show every week. And I'm not. I didn't. That's the thing. I just named off a slew of talent that I liked besides Punk. So it wasn't like I was tuning in for punk. Yeah. But you did want to see what he had to say. That was the thing that really drew me into following it at first was like still regardless of and that's what I think killed. Whenever doing that shit and that media scrum like (laughs) it's like dude. (laughs) Stepping on your own dick. That was like fucking what a year and A a year and change. A year, yeah. After he came back, and it was like, in pro wrestling history, one of the most epic fucking returns of all time. When he came out in front of that crowd in Chicago, I can still watch that clip and get goosebumps. It was like like, twenty plus minutes, and like they were, yeah, like they like they came on air with the crowd like deafening chanting "CM Punk" because they knew he was back there, and it was like. They started the show with just that tss, tss, and then his fucking music kicked Called in and that crowd just like lost their shit. And that was one of the most epic fucking moments. And then like a year later he's in here fucking eating pastries <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> talking shit on everybody in the locker room. It's like, man. Dude, but how, you gonna, that, how, you, how are you going to step on your own dick? After that, gets into a legitimate brawl backstage. Which makes sense. How are you not going to after you do that? After he says all that? Yeah. Well, the Young Bucks knocked on his door, apparently confronted him. Kenny Omega was in the mix as well. And fucking just, I guess, broke down his door, came in. Like, CM Punk was just ready to fucking brawl with him. Yeah. And so he did. And however it went down but that's the thing they're like to sell out Wembley, we need to do FTR CM Punk versus the elite six man tag and they're like that is the match that will sell out you know but here's the thing and we know sometimes it's a work in wrestling sometimes it's not you know whatever Uh, it it really depends and especially in this reality era it's kind of it's, it's interesting because a lot of the kayfabe is dead and like you know a lot of the shit that's out there. But at the same time, they can play on that and lean in one way or another. Oh, have the Young Bucks, have they had a discussion? Have they not had a discussion? Are they on the same page or not? Because there's also these rumors about CM Punk coming back and being on AEW's third show, which is on Saturday. They're going to... See, I think that's... A mistake. A big mistake. It's like... Catering around What are you doing? You're going to make a third like come guess, on it's it's hard that. enough to get people to tune in to two shows. People have lives. And people that are pro wrestling fans are already they probably at least semi keep up with WWE. You can at least guess that at this point. So it's like they already have you already have that to contend with along with your already two shows and you're going to add a third show a day after your it's other like show. Saturday too. on a Saturday it's a lot of people or busy that are out, and it's specifically for punk and the talent that's willing to work with punk. So it's like you're already dividing your company when you do that. So and are these guys not going to wrestle each other anymore? That limits your company. Is that that's sending us? Is that sending the wrong message to you? Like, oh, and it's, that it's, well, it shows we're still that Tony Khan gonna... is able to get stepped on if he's yeah. willing. To cater that much to punk. Because it's like... I get that you want to include them. But... Dude. Ring up Triple H and Vince McMahon or something. Because it's like... Vince somehow got... Matt Hardy and Edge... To fucking work together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people that legitimately fucking... Hated each other. And had real animosity towards each other. He was able to turn it into storyline on TV and make a pay-per-view match out of it. Mm -hmm. And these guys, you're gonna fucking make a third show because of these guys. It's like somehow they're gonna make them like they're gonna have to be adults about it and just tell them, hey, work this out on TV. I've and seen, fucking this would it would be great TV. I've seen people. Uh, <laughs> I I've would seen, tune back in if the box. Yeah, and fucking punk. I would. rivalry yeah. rivalry on TV. Every yeah, I would be like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make sure I fucking see this. But like, that's the thing. It's like to some extent, like there's no urgency in that in that sense. Like, I'm not saying they don't have good shit still on TV because I'm sure they have a, a whole bunch. Of, they still have yeah, a yeah, whole bunch do. of great talent. But like, I to be fair, I haven't kept up with. Necessarily, Raw or SmackDown or AEW. I've tried to get Raw and SmackDown more consistently, but it's dude, it's hard with no, this much is, wrestling it is, out. It is hard. It is. <laughs> um, unless that's all you want to watch, you're not keeping up with all of it. No. And it's like with AEW, their pay-per-views are usually fire. If you're keeping up with the product. But I'm not willing to fork out the money on the pay-per-view if I haven't kept up with the storylines leading into these matches anyways, you know? Yeah. I I think it's good business. but um, And I've seen posts that have referred to, like, the Bucks, Kenny. And apparently Kenny is a little more willing to work with him than the Bucks have expressed so far. Kenny, though... I feel like he was a little bit more on the outside of it, kind of. like. I feel like he didn't have as much heat, as mm-hmm. much like run-ins with Punk as the Bucks had, you know what I mean? Because he was gone for a long time mm-hmm. throughout that. So it's like... But I also see... like, Apparently Ace Steel bit him backstage over yeah. right there in <laughs> their altercation. Which that would have been like, what the fuck, release <laughs> this guy. Why is he biting me in a He did get released. Pro- I Alex mean tri- I shouldn't say that. Because it's like you know, he's he's been in the wrestling crowd forever. Sure, but it's like, dude, why are you biting somebody backstage? <laughs> but I like That sounds like such a like a movie like or something. <laughs> <laughs> you I bit love him. I love the Bucks. They're in my opinion potentially the best tag team in wrestling right now mm-hmm. altogether. but you know this isn't the first potential kind of disagreement sort of man fuck these guys situation they've had so I can see Kenny being a little more willing and yeah. agreeable than the Bucs you know what I mean yeah, the Bucks might still be a little younger and headstrong. They're EVPs. They fucking finally in a position of power after grinding on the Indies forever. So it's like they probably are a little bit like this dude. This is my company. I worked fucking hard to get here. Like you're not yeah. gonna fuck me out of this. <laughs> I like here's the thing, and I'm not and I'm not just gonna come to the defense of, uh, you know, of Punk like, necessarily in the sense, but it was painted as so. That he was wrong, that he was an, just a, an asshole, and that they didn't do anything wrong, and that, why would people take Punk's side? Like, I don't necessarily think, like, only hearing the one side of it. Like, yeah, Punk, like, over and over and over again now, we've heard it to where, like, if he's unhappy with some shit, like, he's gonna express his shit, mm-hmm. like, and some people might even look at that as, like, that's a miserable person just putting their shit out onto everybody else. And I mean that honestly that could be true. But he at kinda the same has time, that sort of personality. But at the same time we haven't really heard the other side as much either, you know what I mean? We haven't it's really It's almost like but with Punk and again I love Punk. Mm-hmm. But it's like This isn't the first scenario this has happened no. with Punk. He's walked out of companies before. You know, so yeah. it's like What he's is getting a reputation like, for kind of doing this shit. And on top of that, dude, you're the veteran. Yeah. You've been places, you've done this forever. Like you have to be the bigger man in a I, lot of ways. I think he's really expecting like, Because he was really ass hurt about Hangman not taking his advice and shit like that or like I don't take advice however the fuck hangman probably said it like. But I be hangman, honest, too. But it's just like He's one of my favorites who run AEW. Or he I, was when I was watching. I can see why he would be, but it's just like if you're also Punk, you just step back in. Don't expect to be co- like to come back with welcome arms and these people that have been working their ass off for the you. last five yeah. to ten years while you've been away to build this company. You finally do decide to come back, and then you get the world title, and like, but because I think he thinks. <clears throat> That, based on just the way he talks, like, in everything, that, like, he, because now he is the vet, oh, he's been gone for seven years, but he is the vet who he needs to, he needs to be asked advice, and he needs to, you know what I'm saying, like, maybe he thinks that that's his role. It's, it's like, they like, have other guys to go. Yeah. Jericho, Moxley, Kingston. Or, like, King or those like, guys are back there. Yeah. You know? So, it's just, so, I mean, there could be a degree of Punk thinking. yeah, thinking that, who now was not employed for them. He was um, yeah I I haven't kept up but he would have been when, a great guy to go to for a long time yeah though. but uh but yeah you still got yeah guys like Moxley and Kingston and Danielson and Jericho and it's like there's a there's a slew of vets back there that have been there I think he was a little ass hurt about that though like the fact that there they were kind of maybe I don't know exactly what the backstage backstage politics were but them refuting his advice or, or not be willing to hear it or some of the people. Eddie Kingston, whenever they were in their feud in there, he said, he's like, I didn't want you here. Nobody ever wanted you here. He's like, a whole lot of people in the back will not say that. He's like, but I will, to your face. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the exact advice. The thing is, and I mean, that's probably hard for Punk, too, if you look at it from his point of view, because it's like, It's hard to work in a place that you don't feel wanted, you know? But I I don't know what the scenario... Because prior to that, I feel like most people were still welcome, open arms to him. I don't really think that it was too closed off and then the all-out media scrum thing happened. When he just lashed out at everybody. And the thing was, it's like... The problem is, it's not necessarily that he wanted to vent his mind and, and... and drop all this, but it's also like he just won the title on like the biggest pay per view they have, and he had nothing but like just misery to take out on everybody else. Oh, yeah. It was just like, how is this your first thing, shit you think of whenever you win your first world title since 2013? They made him more of a polarizing figure, that's for sure. But that's the thing. Now I've heard Cornette, I've heard Roos, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. They're like, "Oh, what's going on in AEW?" They're like, "On the other end of things, okay, well, what's going on in AEW?" Okay, what's going on with CM Punk? That is what people. After that happened, people are drawn to wanting to know what happens next. Yeah, we have been talking about that this. Wrestling shows when they bring up AEW, especially since recently September, it's dude. they bring up Punk. Pretty, pretty often as well, you know. And so that's, like that's a bummer for it Tony is Khan and his company. That's it is for sure. It is. It's like, dude, you can, the company's not built around CM Punk. Mm-mm. And on top of that, you have big names there that it should be built around. You have the Omegas and the Box and the right, fucking 80s. Jerichos and the. Danielsons and the Moxleys like these those are the guys that you can build the company around Yeah, and the fact that people are still talking about Punk it's like yeah he's a big name and it'd be nice contract. if he was there Yeah, but he's not there so until he's there why why worry about him that much it's the product's not about him and it really it's never about him anyways even if he is no. there he has still to have that about platform to come back to anyways yeah you know? And if he wasn't willing... He obviously isn't willing to work with WWE. Like, if, the, if he came back to WWE, that'd be... It would feel like the ultimate compromise. That'd be 25 times more fucking mind-blowing than goddamn Cody Rhodes coming back to the WWE. Yeah. And that's crazy to say, because Cody coming back was like, what the hell? Because he fucking helped start the main competition that the company has right now. Yep, they're still growing... But, and people say, too, is, like, Tony Khan just kind of let CM Punk say whatever he wanted during that post-media preference, like, or conference. He kind of did. He de- like, he, like, he didn't really show any backbone kind of thing. But, I mean, it's hard, too, because he's just figuring this shit out, yeah. dude. He's got a bunch of, like, egomaniac testosterone-filled fucking wrestler. Hulk, Hulk still very much has his ego. Too. Yeah, wrestlers in the back that he's got to somehow please all of them. This dude was just a fucking mega fan of pro wrestling, and he's like, I got the money and the platform, and I can make a company. And now he's got to deal with all this shit. It's like the dude's still young, trying to figure all this shit out. And probably a little, in all reality, a little in over his head, but it's like, he's, he's just, he's trying to make it work. I mean, he's, you can tell the excitement, the enthusiasm, the actual fandom that he has for the fucking, the art of pro wrestling, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But he's just a young dude, so it's like, I think that he doesn't want to like step on toes and make his... Make his wrestlers mad at him. Yeah. So he's like trying to find that middle ground where he can, like, have them listen to him, but not. He wants to, to tell the stories to make like that, that makes sense, too, and he's like, li- he is listening to the fans. But at what point does the talent, you know what I'm saying, have too much say so over what goes on, like, within his own company? You know what I mean? Like, at what point is yeah. the talent's, like, influence a little too much for your, like, big picture? I mean, he's the one with the money. He's the one it, whose call it is at the end of the day. Regardless of what anybody else wants, he can book what's what he wants next. So, I, I don't know. The thing is, let's get down to brass tacks about this, is, like, this has to be Punk's last chance as far as yeah, making his run in pro wrestling work. You don't want to end up the fucking Antonio Brown of pro wrestling. Yeah. Then one more fuck up and one more return will almost put you there. Because Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy can't be the Antonio Brown. Because Jeff's had a lot of fuck ups. But he hasn't been a public nuisance that Punk has been. You know what I mean? Jeff's just, in his private time, fucked up, and came back. Yeah. Punk has aired his bullshit out to the masses. Yeah. So it's like, dude, and you're the sober guy. You're the sober guy, you're the veteran, and you're still acting like this? Yeah. Come on, man. That's true. (laughs) It, it kind of puts a lot of stuff in, that Triple H in you know, they said into perspective about Punk. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of like, okay, well. Um, yeah, because at the time when he did this with WWE, everybody saw it as WWE fucked Punk. You know? Yeah. And now it's... Well, is Punk just sort of a problem? <clears throat> Which you I mean I love him as a wrestler but like as a person in the locker room it seems like he'd be a bit hard to please, you know? Yeah. To where like if there was something, anything. He won the WWE w- championship and then he found won. things to have an issue with still. It was like, dude, you still you just won the biggest title in this company and you didn't mention that at all. He just talked about, oh, fuck this guy. These people are shit. I work with a bunch of kids. Fuck this place. It's like,
0: he just won the biggest <laughs> belt the company has to I work offer. with
1: fucking children. As he, like, bites <laughs> you with yeah. a muffin. He's like, he's like, I'm hurt. I'm old. I'm tired. And I work with a bunch of fucking children. <laughs> that shit was, you can't, you can't deny though. That like whenever he talks and like that shit happens, like you want to listen, you want to know what's the, what well the fuck because is it's going polarizing. It really? is. I it mean, is. it's if you like it or you don't like it. Like most people, even though they're like, "Wow, that's kind of fucking absurd," it still pulls you in because yeah. you're like, "What is he ranting about <laughs> now, dude?" You
0: dude, know,
1: Eric. Once he took that shot, of Eric Bischoff on that too, where he said, "I know, that Eric <laughs> Bischoff." disagrees with what I'm saying, or whatever, so he's like, so, I stand by it, <laughs> uh, <he's, laughs> Eric Bischoff's like, no way I would hire that piece of garbage <laughs> for any amount of money, Dude, and Eric Bischoff, though, Dude, I like the Jericho of his own brand. I like Bishop so much. But he's. No, but like, I I like Bishop. Like, I think Bishop has more to bring to the table than he, like, that people let on. Like, they're like, oh, he's a piece of. It's like. Oh, I, he always plays the piece of shit. I don't doubt <laughs> at all that he has had some weaselly fucking just tactics that have fucked people over. But, like. Look at him. The dude is he also. He looks like a weasel. The dude has also made some smart fucking moves in the world of pro wrestling, like, to get people's attention drawn towards his show. Yeah. I mean, he's also done some fucking dastardly things, too. You know what I mean? Like, to to get the, to do the very same thing he's done, yeah. he's done. So, I mean, you know, he's the only person on Earth that can say that he put the product together that beat Vince McMahon on a weekly basis. For 80, only, what? 83 weeks? 83 or like weeks. That? Yeah, he's the only person on Earth that can say that. It's like, yeah, but you know what happened? He came neither. out on a fucking chopper and said oh, he yeah. was the king, and then he fucking. Oh lost. yeah, yeah. They gather asses and whooped the very I'm
0: gonna whip. <laughs>
1: It's like dude, I be that cocky. There's yet. nothing that would have stopped Steve Austin. Until you were up and here man. and they were down here, I wouldn't be going that far into it. Yeah. He's like until you were, so were ninety three to seven. <laughs> I wouldn't be, be talking. About it. Cause Vince will die before he loses. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's no he's not done. He finds a way, you know, he's like, oh, fucking put me in a hospital bed, smack me in the head with a bedpan, break my ribs, all the shit just to fucking win. It's true. That's the thing, like, Vince, dude, he, I'm not saying Vince wasn't a goddamn bastard when it came to certain things. Cause it's been pretty proven that like some of the shit Vince has done publicly and privately has been pretty fucked, but when it comes to public embarrassment, he the whole public embarrass his talent, and, and people are like that's himself. a little that's a little fucked up. But yeah, if you look at it, he's not against publicly embarrassing the shit out of himself either. Dude, so he he's did. like. Dude, he pissed. If I'm willing to do it and I'm the CEO and I have all this money and I'm paying you, mm-hmm. you're going to do it too. Because if I, if I could Dude, take he, all this shit. He pissed his pants on live TV for real. Whenever <sighs> Stone Cold held out that gun that ended up saying like bang 316. Yeah. Did not have to do that by any stretch of the imagination. He was a billionaire at the fucking helm This his Does mean smacked a bedpan off his head, stuck his head in Big Show's ass fuck yeah. got his head shaved on live TV like all this shit oh, yeah. that he didn't really have to do he with. didn't have to do any of it he did <laughs> not have to come out and be on live TV at all if he wanted no. to no like he could've he could've just kept it on the download. I mean but at a certain point too you can say I think mean, me and Steven's have had this discussion again is, or before is uh at a certain point where he's just like he wanted to make a lot of the show oh about the McMahons! and shit like that, like you know, which I mean, the thing yeah. is, that's a that's a thing that I understand people's complaints, but at the same, it came and went. At the same throughout time, different eras. I mean, he turned it into the fucking grand phenomenon that it is. So it's like because he did that shit in like what oh like oh one and then again an oh three. Like, 01, whenever they did the brand split, like, WCW and WWE, and yeah. they bought him, and him and Shane had their shit. And then again, in, like, 03, whenever Kane fucking ravaged the family and shit, and Shane uh-huh. fought him a couple times, and in well, well, the, the McMahon Randy family drama family. was just on the forefront in, like, 2000, 2001, and, like, Litten In the Man. early 2000s, the end of the 2000s, too, with Orton fucking up the whole family. Yeah. They kind of came back. With that fucking killer main event of Triple H and Randy Orton of Mania 20. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what should have made events in. <laughs> I'll lose Hey, they, they fucking did build that storyline probably the most. Though, I'll, I'll so. lose sleep whether, or I wonder whether they were right about that or not. I mean, put Taker that on, and Shawn stole on last, the show, so Yeah. They were the best match of the night, but... He, he apparently Triple H even looked at Randy like after that was over, and he's just like, "How are we gonna follow that?" Or like, as you guys, Randy, That's your that's guys' problem though. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah, like I mean, once that happens, you gotta do it. You why you, do, you're gonna man. put Sean and Taker on before you? Come on. Well, they had to though. Think about it. like mm-hmm. Sean and Taker. Yeah, it had the streak in there, but yeah. it wasn't for Sean's career 25. or anything. There was no belts involved. It was just a streak match. The streak match never really went on last at that point in time. No. Um, I mean, other than, like, him and Edge's match, but it was all for the world title. Yeah, that was for the belt, though, too. So it was like, it had something else That was awesome. So, like, it made sense that Triple H and Randy went on last because they had the WWE title involved in their match. But here's the problem, is that also Triple H went in... As a face. But it, nobody, it made sense for that storyline because Randy was the ravaging really motherfucker. felt like Triple H was in a state of peril. They really didn't. He was just defending the McMahon family, really. You know, because like, Linda got fucked up, Shane got fucked that's up. That's something Bret Hart's kind of right about, is like. And then he fucking invaded his house. And then he doesn't, H invaded his house. Triple H has trouble drawing sympathy. Is the best is the best. Oh the he's definitely a better him. heel. He like he because you has don't, been. it doesn't feel like he's in a state of not being the dominant one often. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, I mean it's fine now that he's the fucking head of creative and he just comes out in a suit and the crowd cheers him well, he's, that's cool. He's now. done wrestling. But it's like yeah, as a wrestler, like his shit from like 2000 to like 2006 was like some of his best shit, probably. Just because it was like that was peak heel Triple H where he was like strangle holding the belt all Oh, lot he was a much on that better different shit. And people and, were ready. People and you, were wanting to see him lose, and it worked for him. If he was a face, I always enjoyed like when he was in DX. Yeah, DX or, Triple H was you good know. too. Um, I, that's I love Triple H though. He's no, he he's was one he was really sure. good. Like, but. You, oh fuck, you watch like promos and shit like that. He was one of the best always. Like we were a few weeks ago, we were watching like one of the two thousand one like where he came out to just draw heat, and it was fucking hilarious. Diss the city, just he's like like they didn't deserve it. <laughs> just talking about fucking dude. i have watched wrestling so long now that like it's so easy. I could go out there and cut a heel promo in front of a crowd right now. Not saying that like it would be great, but like you just pick up on all the heels' tactics on drawing heat from the crowd. Yeah. it's like it's it, they pick on their favorite and the city they're in, and that's automatic that the crowd's gonna be like "fuck you." Oh yeah. <laughs> After that, that's all you gotta do. Like this past, I think it was even this past Raw. Heyman said some shit that cracked my ass up. He was like, ladies and gentlemen. And then he was like, looked around and they were in Little Rock, Arkansas. And he's like, he's like, ladies and gentlemen in Little Rock, Arkansas. (laughs) And he just continued his shit. And the crowd just booed the shit out of him. It's like, that's literally all you got to do is you got to be like, this town fucking sucks. (laughs) And they hate you automatically. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I love that shit though oh yeah no it's it's and it works the same for somebody like Foley or he was like the commission shit like that just getting a cheap pop out of the audience yeah. it sure is great to be back in Portland, Oregon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and fucking yeah um, but uh, reverting back to uh, CM Punk I, I do think it's a wave of different emotions but I do think Let's say he... I, I don't know how... He said, whatever he signed, that it's not for part-time and it's not for sh- it's not short-term or part-time. That's what he said. So that makes me think that he signed a deal for three or four years. Because it's not necessarily short-short, but it sounds like he's going to be around for a little while. So but what, he's already 44 man. years old right now. Keep in mind. I mean, I could... If things... Jericho is, is still working all the time yeah. though and he's over 50. Yeah. So. And Jericho dude, Jericho not even that he has necessarily been like on the roster at any point like fucking my dude, the my absolute favorite motherfucker, but like as a fan, goddamn, Jericho's like there's nobody better than Chris Jericho.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: The dude is fucking insane. He can recreate himself so many times Mm -hmm. and he only ever feels like he gets better. Like, even at this age, it doesn't feel like he's slowed down and, like, he doesn't look like he's getting older in the ring, even. Mm -hmm. It's like, this dude's still keeping up and having hardcore-ass matches and doing, like, all this shit. It's like, how? How is he what he is? But, like, Punk... I could see if they could work things out and he actually does come back to AEW and whatever happens, happens. This is an interesting one though. Overrated I can rate an underrated or fair. This is a really tough one. To be <sighs> What honest. was the overall question about it? My 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 overall question is just CM Punk's return. After the post-media scrum, it all out 2022 in September. If it's done right, I think it could be awesome. Like... I mean, do you think it's... I think I think. If or do you think we we'll set ourselves up for more failure with, with Punk's pride behavior? Or do you think it's warranted more as in the fair line of things? Or do you think it's underrated in that this time around, he'll give them what they've been wanting... And it's been fucking it'll be it'll be worked out. The, the, I like, think this he is a really this is a really tough place to be in. Yeah. He I mean he's gonna ha like you have to realize if you're him at this point that like if you do come back, this is it, pretty much. It is, it like, is, it has to you be. have to make this time work. So I think he would I mean, I would hope, being sober and being forty four years old. That he could come back at least with a head enough to be like, I can fucking make this work, you know. I can be adult about this. He got everything he wanted to wear, and it could be awesome if he comes back on dynamite and just faces whatever he faces. And they, you know, not even saying they have to have him and Omega and the Bucks run into each other immediately or anything like that, but like. I think that could be really epic if eventually somehow they end up across the ring from each other, just like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, because everybody at this point knows about their backstage brawl. But honestly, if they create a third show and it ends up kind of just being the punk show and it's on Saturday and fucking whoever's willing to work with them's there, I'd say it's overrated. Because it's like, uh, yeah, it's still cool to see punk work. And to have matches and to do shit, but if you're gonna divide your company in that aspect to where this side can't really work with this side that's, anymore, and that's why? That's yeah. gonna make the product overall worse. So, if he's willing to come back on dynamite, I'd say probably underrated. And like if it was just like it is now, and he just gets added into the fold again. It could be epic, but if they make a third show and it's not just a general third show and it's really kind of just punk show and they make even another title or whatever, it's going to almost feel like two different companies again. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like I don't know where to draw the line. Like sometimes that's the, that's the discerning thing about it is you don't know where in this era to, to decipher where the work you know the working you aspect comes into play versus like what is actually going on, and like you've got to know if you're the if you're the Bucks, you've got to know how much money is in this feud with Punk if you guys can work this shit out. Yeah, you wouldn't think that you would let personal issues get in the way, especially as EVPs being close to Tony Khan. This whole situation, like, you wouldn't think that you would allow that to stay in the way. I mean, the boss can do it, the boss wants at the end of the day, but you would think that you would be able to possibly put that aside and figure it out. Like, I, in don't get me wrong, I understand Punk being able to, to at least tell you that he's able to put it to the side because, oh, no, I, I don't want that to be my the end of my wrestling career. I want to work. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, like, you can see why he would think that, but maybe they wouldn't be like, no, fuck that. I'm not working with him. You know what I'm saying? You can see why he would be, like, one to salvage his reputation. Yeah. But they're not dumb. You know that if you fucking get on this Wembley show, if CM Punk comes back... You know, you fucking know what match needs to happen. Because it's the only match that the most people are going to want to fucking see. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, after that real-life shit, people want to see that. I mean, and that's... And you got to think that they know that. But, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's interesting because we have been in this situation of, of discussing this and theorizing... Thinking about this since September. This happened early September, and he's been out since then. But he also had torn triceps, so he had to heal anyway, which take eight, nine months or whatever yeah. to heal from. Um, so I don't know. I it's 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 honestly tough because he's gonna draw. But if this yeah. goes awry, it's gonna be a huge fucking mistake. If this succeeds, it could be a huge success. Like I, I don't know. I really. This is. I tough. mean, at this point, he's already signed to the company, so if you're Tony Khan, you almost instead have to of taking the out, chance, yeah. But are you going to, like and ratings? I would have been down since he was on. I would almost tell him. If you're Khan, though, like, man, if you're coming back on, I want you on the shows with everybody else, you know? Like, I don't want to divide the brand. And that's not saying that he has to work with them guys immediately or anything either. He can, They can stay away from each other for a while, but, like, mm-hmm. keeping them within close proximity of each other is at least... I mean, yeah, it's a better chance for shit to go awry, but it's also a better chance for them to just get comfortable in the same space with one another, at least. If you keep them entirely separated, that shit's just gonna stay the way it is. Well, and it's gonna, it's almost going to send the message that the talent has a more influential say than Tony Khan does. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I just don't, don't know if that's a good idea going into the future not when you're trying to establish a company and establish yourself as the head of the company well like you said a while back which was honestly a pretty good point which is like people knew not to fuck with vince like he's like no like they'll like if somebody's gonna make a move and they're like no i'm tired of this then they'll leave but if they don't want to then they'll stay but that that's Vince yeah. being the one to make the fucking decision. That's not them strong-arming Vince, you know what yeah. I mean? That's, like, you know who's in control still at the end of the day, or you knew, like, at least at that time. Well, right? that was the thing, yeah, Vince at a point became an established made man to where it was like he did not he didn't really have to deal with the shit. If people were unpleased with the way that he ran shit, they just left. There was no, like... There was no big fallout. It was kind of just like, oh, this person's not here anymore. You know? Yeah. So, it is interesting. And, like, here's the thing. Once again, we're giving Punk a lot of fucking um, attention with this. Because no matter what's happened in the last however many months of AEW, like, the reports that I've seen, like, the articles that I've seen written... There's still nothing going on in AEW like AEW more interesting than like his return and what the fuck is gonna happen. Everybody really wants to just know what's going on with that. Yeah. And like he like once again, it's like just that you It's know, kind of a bummer because I was thinking about that. I it was like, is. man, we saw we saw MJF building and, building and building and building and building, and, like, I haven't kept up with any of his And that titles, live show right? that we saw was awesome. Like, that shit was awesome. Yeah. That was right after Punk got hurt, too, like, a few weeks. Yeah. And a couple Hardy weeks. just got arrested, so they, that match got canceled and shit. But we didn't get to see Christian turn on Jungle Boy, yeah. Sting return. We saw it. We just saw an awesome fucking Oh, yeah. That was movie. a great show. In Rampage. Um, but yeah, that was that was really disappointing with the Hardy thing because it was they were supposed to be in a ladder match too. It's like a TLC match or so. It was like, dude, that would have been dope as <laughs> hell. Live fucking and Jeff, you couldn't hold it together. It's like, man, couldn't you get arrested here after that? <laughs> St. Louis fucking police, <laughs> dude. I heard that time too that he was like, he. They told him something like. Have you been drinking tonight? He's like, I had a drink. And they're like, but I guess they could smell it on him. They could just tell him he was fucked. And they're like, You want to, you mind getting out of the car for us real quick? And he didn't even, he was just like, Just take me down. Because he knew he wasn't going to pass the shit. That's funny. <sighs> um, but all right, before we go on our break. What do you think? I I know this is a weighted one, but honestly, that's another reason why I was glad that I brought it up because I was like, we got to talk about this. And this is like I said, it's if he comes back on it's mixed slated, in with the talent for June, mixed with the talent, then it's probably underrated. If he comes back entirely separated from the talent, it's probably overrated. So it's hard to rate. Then again, what if it's a work? What if he's coming back on a on a legitimate Saturday show? But against better judgment, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, fucking invade the Saturday that would show. Wild. And and they're like, like everybody's like, oh, this is Punk Show. The narrative is they can't work with him. So he's on this show. What if they invade that show? That would be awesome. And are like, fuck no, we're having a match. Then that, that would honestly be like best case scenario. <laughs> to where you just throw everybody and everybody thinks that they legitimately can't work together. But kayfabe like gets in the way, and like they're gonna build this match. That is what people want to see. And the thing is, is all their articles I've seen written is like, no matter what the Young Bucks think, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, or, like that is the money match right there. It is, yeah. Because what do you what are you gonna make that's gonna be more interesting? Or Punk gonna... and someone versus the Bucks would be awesome yeah. too. And, and that's somebody C- with FTR Punk. is what everybody keeps kicking around. Punk and FTR versus Kenny in the box. Yep. Six-man tag. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be pretty awesome. To sell out Wembley. Um, Eric Bischoff, is, is he doesn't have too great of things to say about Punk, he's like, if it were me... He's like... I'd try to sell it without him, just to prove a point, that we don't need him to sell it. Like, he's like, sure, you could... Like, that's the like thing he even admitted that they would sell more tickets with him, or quicker. I mean, yeah. And they will. But... What can you do to draw that? You could put Sting in a match. You could Sting. You could put the Hardy Boys versus Sting's somebody. Sting twenty twenty three is it for him too? Yeah, might as hey, well throw him in a match. So throw the did Hardy Dustin Boys in a match in a ladder match. So did Dustin Rhodes twenty twenty three. Yeah, it. I'm surprised he hasn't hung it up already because yeah. he he wanted to after that match. That fucking all in. Cody cut off the ring. He made sure he didn't. He was like about to fucking do it. No, that was like, no, no, no. no, no, no. Cody was like, fuck, no, you (laughs) don't. (laughs) Yeah. That was before it was really. Yeah, might as well throw him in some epic match, too. Like, I feel like they could sell. I don't know if they'd sell it out, but they could sell a lot of tickets with the talent they have. You could put. You could put like Kingston and Moxley in a match and like a fucking hardcore ass stipulation, like they could do some shit to really make people like do fuck. Justin Rhodes like that Roddy Piper street fight thing or whatever they, yeah. they did. They should the do Hollywood something like that, hat, bro. Him versus somebody else. It'd be it's way, way different literally. now in the he's, UK. It's kind of oh, like they, uh, do they do it with like the like Liverpool cars we driving on the other yeah. side. Yeah. And shit. that'd be awesome. <laughs> they should do it. They should do it. <laughs> You could bring Big Show back as fucking Captain Insano. (laughs) You could do some shit. You could make Danielson have a fucking fire match with somebody. Yeah. But honestly, Wembley holds 90,000 plus people. 90 fucking thousand. You need Punk on that card. Probably. You really do. If you're loading up AEW, like, that's the thing. And that's not to say, you know, but I'm still... That's a crazy venue to sell out, though, for wrestling. That never happens. 1992? Yeah. SummerSlam. Which slam. is insane, because that was not nearly the greatest year of wrestling. Bretton, British Bulldog. Yeah, Man, and that really was a hell of a fucking match. That was a great though. match. And the Road Warriors were their blue shit. That was badass as fuck, too. <laughs> Yeah, that was But I mean like yeah generally even for WWE that is a major crowd. So I mean that's gonna be tough regardless. Even with Punk, it's not a guarantee. No. What do you uh what do you think though? I know this is a loaded and you can even answer it if you you know, because before I, I've deciphered, okay, well this part of it I think is over it, you know, whatever. But I mean, what would you what would you say? So CM Punk's return to AEW after the media scrum of all out of 2022, after the controversy, after Punk's legacy that he's left to this point, welcoming back, welcoming him back to pro wrestling, welcoming back to AEW. I mean, what do you think? I basically said everything I've said about it, like you know, he's He's a polarizing figure, and I can see not really, like, having uh, having a punishment for him, because it's like, he, you can't just do shit like that. But he's kind of had his punishment at this point. He's been out for fucking forever, mm-hmm. and he tore his goddamn tricep. That was kind of punishment enough Had to relinquish the title. If they keep him separated, it's going to be tough, but... Overall, I'd say it's a fair decision to make. Like You have him under contract anyways. Why would you not try you to bring him back it. in some capacity? He's going to draw money. He's a, he's a good worker. I mean, you can't deny him that. He, he's great in the ring. It's just getting him to cooperate long enough to be an actual viable asset. To the fucking team. That's Does the not hard play part. well with others. It's like, but I mean, I think that it's it's the right decision to make in some capacity. If you're gonna put them on a Saturday show away from everyone, it's gonna kind of suck. But if it, if they do like you said and fucking the Bucks and Kenny invade the Saturday show, that'd be sick. I'd love that. But, I don't... That would be fucking awesome. Just to throw everybody... Yeah. They're like, this is his show! And blah, blah, blah. There's talk of him and Jericho going into a feud from the start because Jericho said he's willing to put away any animosity or what he thinks towards the human being. Jericho's worked with him and stuff before, too. So, it's like... Yeah. 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 I would say, overall, fair, though. Why would you not utilize him? It's just finding a right place and getting him getting the him and the locker room that's against him to cooperate. There's a lot that goes into it. That's for sure. But why wouldn't you use him? So, fair. Yeah. That, Goddamn. That's kind of what I think, dude. I think, like, right off the bat, people were reacting emotionally uh, September and October and so forth because they were like, oh, there's no way this is ever going to work again. And, like... And that's of course the, the assessment right off the bat because you're like you're you're so thrown into upheaval. I mean, apparently, even though you've heard this guy's podcast, you've heard his promos at Triple H, you've heard his, you know what I'm saying like his points of view and shit like that. It's like you know he's gonna have a, a conflict with a lot of things. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, man, like that's the problem, and that's you know we were talking last week. Not to, once again, I'm not to compare him at all. But, like, we were talking about Trump with fucking Aaron and stuff like that. It's like, like it or not, it's like, the fact that it was so fucking ludicrous and that whatever, like, whatever, like, it caused you to tune in and to draw ratings. Because it was like, what the fuck is going on that's more interesting than this? (laughs) So, like, no matter what people think, controversy it draws it fucking like you want to know what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. you just do like that's just it's part of human nature it's nothing to be ashamed about it's nothing to be oh fucking i I love this motherfucker necessarily even it's like you just you're curious because somebody or something gauge your interest and you're like what the hell is gonna happen somebody just acting out outrageous or like out of the normal. It's in, like, what the fuck are they talking about? In, in your world, you're like, that's unpredictable. You're like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, so i got to tune Especially in. Especially if it involves something you're interested in anyways. It's yeah. like, what the hell are they? It's, yeah. Like, people that are controversial figures, they are intriguing. Yeah. They make for the best. Stories, you yeah, because it's in like television and fucking, you're yeah, like what it's the like fuck? Th- those kind of people are like, man, because they act in ways that normal people don't act in the ways you shouldn't act, and it's yeah. like, why are you what rationalizes this? You yeah, know what it's, I mean? it's <laughs> like, see, you're tuning in for right. answers, and you're like, what the fuck? But, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's, I don't want to cut them all the slack. I also don't want to give him, you know what I'm saying, like I don't want to, I don't want to say either I don't one want to give him all the hate either. I don't know, you know I don't right need it. either, because, uh, because to I be do honest, like him as a performer. he has had problems in the past, but to be honest, who knows what the situation was. If he really didn't do shit to get Cold Cabana fired, which was at the end of the day, a lot of this bullshit with the Bucs and they in that's what he said they put in the media that he got somebody fired that that he fucking didn't he's like when i have fuck all to do with him want nothing to do with him <laughs> um it, like it kind of drives the point of the thing is, everybody interpret automatically as, oh, he's this piece of shit guy. And like, I'm not necessarily coming at the full defense of him or something like that. I don't know. He could... Clearly, he's got trouble working with others. Clearly. But, at the same time, the matters between him and Colt were their private fucking business. Their shit together. Mm-hmm. They were really good friends. They had their shit to take care of. In the courtroom, in or out of the courtroom, whatever. And if the Young Bucks and everybody did get into into the media and fucking throw them under the bus and say, oh, he got them fired, he did this and that. And I don't know what the legitimate comments were, so, like, don't quote me on that. But if if that's the truth, too, you can kind of understand why he would be so pissed off. Like, before he won that title, when he came back, he was hurt for months. He didn't get a chance to air that out last yeah. year, you know? Beat Hangman in the May pay-per-view, double or nothing, never got a chance to air it out because of the following dynamite he got hurt on. Mm-hmm. So it's like he didn't really have the chance to to go into it either. But you know, it's hard. It's hard. We know Punk's behavior from the past. We know that. It's 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 one of the few things that I can see a case for all three judgments that we make overrated underrated fair. Yeah. I could see a case for all <laughs> of them and you can see it's kind of a weird thing too because if you're kept up with it and you're in the wrestling like world like everybody nobody's gonna deny the fact that Punk's like, he like oh ratings. boy yeah. Punk you know like yeah he's a rating star, but like he's controversial and all this stuff but like yeah, everybody can see both sides you don't. Here's in the, same the problem. Is too is like even if he draws ratings, is like you don't want this to contaminate your company to where like if bringing him back just
0: tears down
1: morale. That's what I'm saying. Like if it, if it this is a move that could really really affect AEW's future. Yeah, you know what I mean. Bringing him in, they thought would be the biggest thing for wrestling, and it like, was huge. It could, be, it could be the killer of the company, wouldn't mm-hmm. that just be? That'd be the, that'd be the fucking that'd ribbon on the present right there. That would be such a fucking tragedy. just like. Punk, punk as a human would deserve a movie at that point. <laughs> I do think it's interesting though, and yeah. I and I think it'll be. It'll really be enticing to see where things go. Yeah, it'll be interesting these next few months to see how it plays out. So you said fair overall then, huh? Yeah, depending. Because, I mean, it could go so many ways still with his comeback. If they decide to split him, if they decide to bring him back on the main roster. It could fuck up, or if they plan it the right way and, like... They they do know, an they invasion angle. It could be awesome. And then yeah, they're like, what? and like it suddenly all of the attention that's been on WWE under Triple H's creative goes back to AEW. You'd be like, holy shit! Like this shit is like worth tuning in for every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's just like it. It could it could do a number of things. And yeah, that's the thing. I'm sure AEW's had some great matches. That I've missed in yeah. recent history. We've been, like, but. we watched the Acclaimed rise up for a long time and they finally won the and MJF. MJF mm-hmm. won the world title. The Acclaimed won the tag belts. They lost them, either, them. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyways, well, normally I guess we get through another topic, but we've been going on this one for a while, so let's, uh, I guess we'll take an old break. Yep. And uh, we will be right back. Oh, fuck. to more of the good, the bad and the shits tonight. Was there ever more of a fitting time for that song? Ah uh, yeah, this is uh this is his big moment, so <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens in uh come summertime. But uh anyways, I guess we took, you know, a couple of minutes on CM Punk's return to wrestling <laughs> first part here. Yeah, but uh what do you have for us? Well, we'll start out We'll start out in a different direction. How about that? Alright. To inevitably end up... <sighs> where we'll end up. Right back. <laughs> what do you think... Of defensive driving? You know? Like... Uh, people that are kind of... They'll push their way in a lane. Like You gotta be that way, I guess, in certain cities and populated areas and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... I, I don't care what, like, when it happens. Like, if somebody does that shit, and I don't, like, I'm not, like, allowing them to come over and they just, pew, cut right in front of me and make me slam on my brakes and shit, that fills me with a rage. <laughs> I know that they, like, they're doing what they gotta do, and I'm like, man, oh, yeah. fuck you, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like...
0: Just those
1: moments in your car, man. Like, I let somebody over today, and they came over. Like, I literally let them over. They whoosh, swipe on over. No wave. First off, you're from the Midwest, you're from the South. You goddamn wave. If you let somebody in the lane, if somebody left you in that lane, you stick a hand up. You'd be like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the courtesy you let me in. No wave. Then a couple seconds later, pew, chuck some trash out the window. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It I should have never let this dumb motherfucker been, in this way. It must have been from the northeast. I, yeah, piece of shit Bostonian or something. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I'm just kidding. I haven't been up there, but I'm I don't want to go up there. Yeah. Oh, shit. But yeah, dude. I don't know. It's... Like I said, I feel like there's times where it's needed in certain areas and (laughs) shit, like when it's like rush hour and fucking, yeah. Well, you also have your crazy fucking maniacs that just drive through fucking, fuck you! Just like, it's like you don't need to go 90 swerving fucking across every fucking lane. (laughs) All these motherfuckers on their speed bikes going in between everybody and then fucking zipping around in the lanes. It's like, dude, somebody's going to get hurt. And it's going to be you guys. Because you're not in a car. Uh, yeah. And nobody really get, wants that. You get clipped. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, they're going between, like, people's side mirrors and shit, even. Like, bet- like in the dotted line. Just like, dude, that's too sketchy. I wouldn't if recommend If anything it. happens. I wouldn't recommend it. Somebody's like, oh, I need to get in this lane. You're coming at fucking 70 miles an hour. <laughs> Boom. Even if you slam on the brakes, you're flying over. You're done. Through their back windshield. <laughs> Big cool looking spot, though. Yeah. If they did that in a Hollywood backlot brawl scenario. That'd be sick. Yeah, they could do that. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> he should do another one. And it wrapped back. At the next fucking pay-per-view, man. At Wembley. He should. <laughs> Even though it won't be out, we it'll be outside the fucking parking lot. and kind of within the... But it'll be around England and shit, too. That'd be oh dope. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're driving to the left side and shit. I see, like, a little red car driving on the right side of the shit. Oh, no, that was the other funny segment. It was the, uh... Some of the electric car <laughs> stuff with the sparks and, like, the zipping around. <laughs> <laughs> you're like driving around this toy <laughs> I saw a smart car the other day and it made me think of that conversation most things are tiny spot, dude yeah you get like no joke you get a group of four or five guys together they can just whip that fucking car up and take it away <laughs> It's like, alright, we we're stealing it. And they can just walk away with it. <laughs> yeah, it's I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to drive in one of those either. You get a wreck in one of those, Jesus Christ, you're totally- That's only defensive driving in that motherfucker. <laughs> <But> you're like <laughs> You're fighting for your life out there. <laughs> 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 pretty much Jesus Christ let me in these big ah. ass especially in the Midwest what these are you big ass lifted trucks and shit <laughs> you're out there in this smart car <laughs> you're a car. <laughs> car next time so you little fucking like I can't imagine I want to see a smart car next to one of those lifted ass fucking Dodge Rams or whatever, you know, that everybody has in the Midwest, too. They're like, I got to put these fucking monster truck tires on here. Oh, yeah. Fucking big smoke pipes out the top. Who thinks you're just a bad <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> so funny. They're probably laughing at me for calling them smoke pipes. I'm sure that's not what they're called. <laughs> it's not my forte. And you know what? People laugh at me for I can wrestle <laughs> So it's what it is, what it is. Everybody knows the fucking thing. the uh, the conversation about uh, the smart cars with like with air. yeah, <laughs> we're like, fucking uh, you're like, you either be to or you <laughs> really care about the environment. <laughs> Because people are gonna be giving you shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's kinda true. Nobody looks at somebody in a smart car and goes, there's a hard ass. Nobody. Nobody fucking I don't like like I said, I don't give a damn if Dave Batista's behind the wheel of that thing. (laughs) You're getting made fun of. (laughs) <laughs> like, why would you go for that when you can buy something else anyway? If you're that fucking. Well, they're they're looking out. You know, they want to park anywhere. This smart... you can park a smart car anywhere, <laughs> it's... anywhere, and it's, com- it's you know, all those compact spaces in the city. <laughs> Zip <Zipping> it around. <laughs> Why do they have so many (laughs) compact spaces? You know what I'm talking about? Like in LA, Chicago, New York. Where it's like a big reserve spot of the lot for compact cars. Because they're trying to push for that. Nobody has that shit. So that part of the lot stays empty as hell. Besides the few (laughs) assholes that park their cars in there. But if you had a smart car, you could park that shit in the compact section. Nobody could say anything to you. So if you lived in LA or New York or some shit, it'd probably be good to have a smart car. You could fucking fit in the lanes easier. It would it would fit their progressive ideals. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody'd give you a smile and a wave. You could fucking Fuck all that. You could fit in all the lanes, you could get in park in all the compact spaces. You'd have it made. I see what he was saying about like how cars be missing their like their quality by what makes them unique and the motor and the fucking you know what I'm saying, like just the whole to where they're more universal and alike if they're all electric. Like, if they're all, like, Teslas and, like, mm. all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a toss-up. It's not going to happen overnight either way. You know that. But well, but it's already in the steps of happening. It is. Like, a lot of things are going on. And electric. when somebody pulls that trigger, like, other people, like, it'll... It'll come. Even still... People have their normal cars, you know, for a while after. Overall, it's better for the environment, for sure. I mean, there's no denying that, but it'll still be a minute. But a lot of cars are already switching over to like, their models are just, they're starting to get less and less gas powered. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be uh something of a transition. To- my first electric car will be an interesting experience, I'm sure. Cause I'm Just sure it'll me. happen with my lifetime. Yeah. That I'll have one. I shouldn't say that. I'll fucking die in two days or some shit. You know. And I'll Why? Never, I'll never get to experience an electric car. Because nah. I said in my lifetime, I'll get experience one. Electric car. You want one? You want a fucking? I wouldn't mind driving one. See, I, they need to fix those Teslas though, bro. Because I'm not driving one right now. All those malfunctions that are happening, dudes. People were having problems with one of these new Tesla models. I'd have to look up the exact thing, but literally people were on the fucking highway and their steering wheel just popped off. Yeah, she'll just. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you <get to> drive. <laughs> You're starting to slow down and like just try to turn the gears with your fingers, like where the steering wheel knob was at. That sounds like a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> Brake and get over. Tesla steering wheel falling off. Let's see this here. Let's see this Tesla's detaching steering wheel issue. <laughs> but it's not that many of them but it still has happened you know mm. but it's just too early I feel like to get some to get one but you are seeing more and more of them oh I mean electric cars have been around for a while but I just mean like not Tesla's yeah. like they're just kind of like they I didn't take off the way that they initially wanted them to but it, it takes years and years for this shit to be really ingratiated into Society. Yeah. Well they also partner. didn't have it's not like they had the all electric model rolled out whenever they were trying to get a take like to take off. It was like they had Yeah. One fucking car. There they had there like, a lot electric. of hybrids too, which took both. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you can charge this and get six hours on it or whatever the fuck. You gotta have more of these charging stations too. There's way but defensive driving I would yeah. say fair. Because I understand why, and certain people are like, "Oh, I'm an offensive driver. I'm a..." When you get, like at the same time, like you're not trying to cause havoc, and you're just trying to stay—no in, no pun intended—obviously stay in your fucking lane and do your bullshit. It's like you're just you're not trying to fucking fuck with all these people. You know what I mean? Not trying to swerve in and out of traffic like a son oh, of yeah. a bitch with these people. I don't like that shit either. Yeah, yeah. But, and these Mustangs and shit like this—they roll around. They're like, mm, "Fuck you." They yeah. just go around. You guys need to get the fuck out of my way! <laughs> like, where are you fucking going as a jury? <laughs> to fucking end up in some shop? <laughs> oh, what, you fucking. Your trip to Deerberg's means this much? Chill the fuck out, man. Oh, shit. No, but. Yeah, I would say the same, but, like, if you are gonna just take it easy and shit, stay in, like, the third lane on the highway. Yeah, don't no. me fucking getting no, in the I'm, first or second lane. I mean, they have different. Stay over in your fucking area. For yeah, for reasons. <laughs> See in California, like the slow lane was like left lane because everybody would get in the left lane, assuming it was the fast lane, but everybody would get in it, and, and it would you could fuck it. it would slow it all down and like. So yeah, it was like what the fuck. I bet you driving off there would be such a bitch to get anywhere. Yeah, you want to go to anywhere like a big city or whatever the fuck it takes it. It takes so long for the traffic. Yeah. I remember me and Tyler driving to downtown L.A. at the Staples Center for Takeover and Survivor Series. And that was a bastard in itself. It was just like going anywhere. Like, it was like even at, like without, kind of within town was still, there was a lot of people, a lot of traffic compared to here. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, man, there's a lot of motherfuckers out here. I mean, it's pretty as hell, but, like, driving into L.A., it's like, good God. It's almost intimidating, the amount of Dude, money. Dude, it smelled bad and stinky. <laughs> it's it a smelled stinky. like asshole in downtown L.A. Like There's some wild bastards out there, too. Or, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, what are you guys doing? Jesus, man. Some of that shit was like, why are you just yelling you in the these- street? Like these homeless people, like with these carts and shit like that, like just fucking just put their whole life and shit in this thing. Like just, but like where people are trying to drive, it's like, what are you doing on the road? Yeah. I don't know. People do that out here though, too, the homeless. I mean, and look, dude, I'm a big. <laughs> I really am a big, like, proponent in wanting to help the homeless, and that's not even a damn joke. Like, if I fucking, if I legitimately was rich and was able to, like, start a charity, the first charity I'd start would be for the homeless. But it's, like, because I do feel like they are the people that, like, everybody, and I'm not saying these causes don't matter, and they shouldn't be looked at, but everybody's, like, charities are, like, fucking abused (laughs) animals, and children with cancer. You know? Yeah. And it's like, man, there's a lot of other horrible shit. And the homeless, it's just kind of like people just like, ah, you get over there. You know? No. But But you you can't be over here. We don't want you here, but don't be over here either. It's like, well, where the fuck do you want these people to go, man? Jesus Christ. And everybody's just like, oh, look at him. He's probably just fucking... (laughs) Begging for money to do more drugs. You were the one guy that fucking broke back up into the apartment. The use of he is. Oh, <laughs> God. That guy was sketchy, bro. I did not like that dude. He had issues, though, I think. Yeah. Well, he was always, like, looking out and shit. Yeah. And we had multiple people tell us that. Come in and be like, that guy up there is, like, staring out at me. It's like, yeah, he does that all the time. He did that to me all the time. It was like the house of wax. You just peel the curtain. You time. Time. So <laughs> or he would so he Yeah, you just like peel, like open the blinds a little bit. You're like, you just see his eyes <laughs> walking through. It was eerie as fuck. It's like, what really is it? Was he like ducked? No, he wasn't. It was like standing height. Oh. But it would be like. He would either open the blinds and you'd see his whole body there, or he would just pull the blinds down a little bit. You just see his eyes looking. It's like, what? Quit being a fucking weirdo, no. man. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. He broke back in for like almost a week before they fucking and they the came cops back came. And got yeah, like seven of them fucking came. Cause he kept. Well, like, we've recommended places, sir. <laughs> I remember him saying that outside her door and shit like that. They're like, "We've recommended how you know houses, and blah blah blah, you can go to." <laughs> but like, I mean, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, he didn't come back because somebody else went. Well, yeah. I'm glad he didn't come back. No, I'm glad too. Else. Like that would have been a pain in the ass. Just I'm keep I'm coming not, back. I think yeah, he should have a place to stay, but just. Not when he's being a fucking weirdo above me. Okay? Too close. I'm watching horror <laughs> movies and shit down here and I'm thinking about this dude up there. <laughs> oh my. And then we had those kids above us for a while too. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. Sound like they were dropping bowling balls on the fucking that ceiling was fucking and shit. That fucking ridiculous. Man. <laughs> fucking kids. Kids in apartments? No way. No. Especially on top four. Put them on the bottom four. That should be a thing. If you have kids and you want to live in an apartment, it should have to be bottom four. Because they're going to be obnoxious bastards. <laughs> they're going to be <laughs> jumping around everywhere, running throughout the house. Dude, I did it throughout my whole childhood. I can't. It's not like I'm like talking shit on it, but it's like, they're going to do it. Yeah. Defensive driving, though. You said fair. Mm-hmm. What did you have for me? Oh, shit. Fuck, okay. No, how about we just do dive into this other one before? <laughs> I'm like I'm going to have to anyway. Okay, how about this? And not... This isn't to be confused with, you know, vegetarianism fucking vegan, being vegan, you know, whatever, but, like, anti-meat eating culture, I mean, people, oh, fuck that, you can't eat it, you shouldn't (laughs) eat it, (laughs) I don't eat it, so you shouldn't eat it, kind of shit, like, the fuck, like, you know, it's, it kind of goes back, like, Whenever Evan was on, he was talking about, he's like, there's not really such thing as a superfood, but if there was, it would be meat, all the things it provides, the protein, the fucking, like, sources of, you know, nutrition and everything else. Yeah. It fucking, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying there are no supplements, like, to, to fulfill that same thing in place of meat, necessarily, but, like, that's just part of us, man. Like, that's fucking part of human beings for a long-ass time now. And it's just part of our DNA. Like, especially, like, you know, you fucking... You eat meat? (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, honestly, the question more relates to, like... That kind of culture. Like, the people that are like, No, everybody should fucking give it up and shit like that. Kind of thing. Like... Not even just the people that are preferential towards, oh, okay, I think I'm going to do this or reduce the amount of meat. I, eat. You know, whatever. It's like, do, do you, but, like, the people that are trying to get everybody to conform to this, when it's like, mm, I don't know, bud. I don't know, pal. I just don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. I mean, definitely overrated, yeah, but... but- it I mean, yeah, because everybody can eat however they want to eat. And I get the whole Oh, you know, we're gonna there's not enough meat to support the as many people that are fucking being born and all the shit, and we can't and they're like they genetic, keep they're genetically people. modifying the fuck out of the meat and like all this stuff. So I get like that argument for it if that's the way you're going with it. And also the whole cows and emitting methane gas and the more cows we have, the more they hurt the ozone layer. Everything hurts the ozone layer. Just because cows fart methane doesn't mean cows are gonna fucking destroy the ozone. You know? hmm Like, one, yeah, they're one of 64,000 fucking factors. You know? It's like, but, I don't really think... I don't like anybody being overly pushy about any of their views, you know, regardless of what it really is. Yeah. To be like, no, well, you don't feel this way, well, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, you're wrong, you don't fucking... You don't know how to live, I'm never talking to you again, if you're gonna fucking eat that burger, you're not my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) fucked. But, yeah, it's, I I would definitely say overrated for that, though. Yeah. It just... Being overly opinionated is just the worst, man. You Everybody should have their moral values and their opinions and the way they think and feel. And mm-hmm. you, you should have that, and that's your own code. And you can try to preach that towards others that are looking for a way or whatever. Or need help or ask for advice or or your kid, or your fucking cousin, or your nephew, or whatever the hell, but like, just random strangers across the internet, and across the world, and just to shove things down your family's throat, and shit like that is like, dude, this makes people want to do the thing that you want them to do less, now people want to listen, at least me, I'm like, Once I'm annoyed by your shit, with being like, everybody's gotta listen to me. It's like, now the last thing I wanna do is listen (laughs) to you. (laughs) So it's just... Yeah. Certainly. Overrated. Like, I think that about... Don't you think that about celebrities and shit, though? Like, if you like a celebrity, and I... I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat, really, either. But... When a celebrity comes out and like takes a side in politics, you know, Mm. and they're like, I think this is some bullshit. I can't wait till the next election. We're going to change things. And it's like, why, what are you doing? You're fucking one of the biggest pop stars in the world. One of the biggest rock stars or country stars or whatever the fuck you are. It's like, why are you dividing half your audience right now? You know? All you do by being overly opinionated is get half the people or more to start to not like you. (laughs) That'd be my take though. Being overly opinionated is... So your are or will, no, I mean. The because, anti-meat yeah, thing. Either, okay. Yeah, it's definitely overrated because it just falls into that being like, kind of show, because I feel like anybody that's anti-meat, they're not just vegan or vegetarian or like, oh, you know, this is cleaner or healthier for me, so this is what I'm going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. They're kind of like. We're talking, they're like more. Trying to influence you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, cause it's no like, if, if you personally no want to eat that way, that's like, that's your prerogative. Like, yeah. it's your thing. Or like, if you want to eat all meat, that's your prerogative. Yeah. If you want to eat, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you want to do. But it's like. If you want to eat red meat and donuts, just do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it gonna bother, it all- What's it going to bother me if you eat just like no. a five pound bag of Tootsie Rolls in a day? I don't fucking care. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Overrated as fuck. You gotta have meat. It's gotta be on the fucking table. It's gotta oh, that's be good. An option. It definitely enhances dinner. Damn yeah. lunch. Well, it's it's like usually the main fucking thing. Like whatever yeah. it is is like it's part of the main shit. Maybe you said I have some noodles in there with it, but it's like, it's always like the, the main course. It's like Aaron said on the last episode. I think it might have been the episode we might have just been talking when he was like, You know, my mom made dinner one time and it was just a solid night. I was pissed off. Because <laughs> you would be, you know? Yeah. You don't want a little something more. Like, a pasta sometimes doesn't, the pasta by itself doesn't really feel like dinner. But with a, if a pasta has some meat in there, Oh It's some veggies, it's dinner, you know? Yeah, it feels complete. (laughs) But yeah, we ready for mine? Or you got more to add here? Uh, no, I'm good, pretty much. Alright, well, we'll wrap back to everybody's favorite topic, pro wrestling. (laughs) Hell yeah. They're pumped. You don't have to (laughs) fucking hide it. Settle down. Call. Let's everybody call the fuck down. (laughs) We'll get back to some old old (laughs) wrestling. So, I just thought about like... Because throughout the storytelling of wrestling there's been some great stories (laughs) told. But throughout the great stories told... There's been some ridiculous <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> so what would be your take on the entertainment and sports entertainment? The entertainment aspect of sports entertainment. Like the, the story behind the wrestling. I mean... <clears throat> The story was, like, used to support why you'd want to see the match. You know what I mean? Like, it used to, like, used to be broad, I feel like, for the most part, in, like, the storytelling, at least in, like, WF, you know, even in the early years of WWE. um, I feel like it was just portrayed denser whereas sometimes today like they or at least the main stories maybe were and i guess there's an argument to be made that nowadays they still make the main stories um better told than everything else and or at least those talents are more capable of telling a better better story overall but i think uh I don't know, somewhere in there. And maybe because the age of the internet and everything changed and like the way characters were designed, the way, you know what I mean, like a lot of stuff with wrestling changed. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I, I, it is kind of just like, oh, I mean, the story, the build is great sometimes. Mm-hmm. Depending it can be. It's it just how it's done and who it's with. But yeah, sometimes it does just feel like okay, this person's going to get paired up with this person next. Yeah. It can feel like that sometimes. Or there are two people, like, without a character that are, alright, they're going to be assigned. It's like, well, why should I care about this? Like, you got to pull me some... you you got to colorize this to pull me in and to be intrigued in what the fuck, you know, a reason to fucking tune in. Yeah. I mean... But I, I just was thinking about, like... I was listening to JR's podcast, uh, I think it was today, and they were talking about that like storyline, probably one of the more ridiculous storylines of all time in wrestling, but with Kane and Triple H, and like O2, when Triple H was like, you, uh, you killed my girlfriend, Ten years ago or whatever. Do you remember that shit? His girlfriend like Vicky or whatever. And it was freaking. uh, They said then later on the story got even weirder where Kane came out and he was like, Which this shit doesn't make any sense how Kane would turn to this from what Kane was anyways. But he's like, oh that's that's not what happened at all. We were good friends. We were at a party, and she had been drinking, and she wanted to go home, and I had a couple drinks, but I said I could drive her, and I drove her home and crashed the car, and she died, and I broke my arm, and blah, 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 and then Triple was like, you're, you're a liar. He's like, they found semen on her. He's like, so you either raped her or you're a necrophiliac and you had sex with her after she was dead. And I was like, how is that wrestling? You know? That was said on air? It was a storyline. Jesus. (laughs) It's like, why? And then they have the Undertaker cheating on his wife storyline at the same time on SmackDown and one was on Raw. And it was like you guys are this is this is some shit can storylines. Why are you yeah. fucking doing this? Because they want to add like fucking soap opera drama storylines. And that the was a, That was Taker's thing with Sarah in like O2? Yeah. Yeah. Some piss poor ideas. So th- I mean there's times where it is shit like that where you're like, why are they doing this? You know, Mm -hmm. they've had some great moments, but they've had some cringy ass moments too. Well, the I was just talking to somebody um, the other day or earlier today about the Owen Hart thing. Like whenever he, the reason he like went up before the incident and everything, like he was dressed as the Blue Blazer to do that stunt. But the reason he was in that situation was they wanted. Jeff, Jared, Deborah, and him to be in a situation where like they were either if in you know in storyline were engaged or like just boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever the fuck Jared and Deborah, and they wanted Owen to be involved in that and like it to be like a love triangle thing and to have this whole thing on air and Owen didn't want to do it so they're like all right well if you don't want to do this you're to you know revert to the blue blazer thing from like <sighs> earlier. And so he's just like, I'd rather do that than do this storyline, you know, act like he's having an affair with her or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, And that was just Owen, you know. But, you know, it's still just, not to take it to that place, but it still makes you wonder. It's just like, man, like the fact that the trial run of even doing that stunt did not go well, why, like, why would you still go through with it? It's like, what was the era of? Pushing the boundary and... Oh, kind of no, it was. It, it and... seems... It almost seems like that incident was just, like, Jesus. Like, it was right in the middle of all that stuff, but it's, like, it's still... stuffs just kept fucking moving. But it's, yeah. like, damn. The show kept moving. That yeah. night. Yeah. It did. Yeah, that's, uh... Yeah, that, and that's kind of a, the same you know, scenario with the whole storyline thing with that kind of shit, where I feel like they fucked up every time when they tried to do some shit like that, like I never gave really that much of a damn about any affair storyline in wrestling. Oh yeah, no. I was like, why, like why is this up taking up a chunk of this fucking show? <laughs> Nobody was ever really that into it like they and they kept people, doing them. They want to see people like rival each other, or kick people's asses. The most interesting one was Edge and Matt, and that's because it was kind of real. <laughs> yeah, they they fucking gave each other some real haymakers and <laughs> fists, man, in that match and all <laughs> these matches. Edge won like all of them. Yeah. What kind of nonsense is that? Yeah, was Matt okay with that? You'd be like, man, give me one of these, goddammit! Yeah, he was the one that got fucked over. Yeah, so let me have a win here. But yeah, I would. So the entertainment, yeah, just like the entertainment aspect of it, like I would say, that's more or less the storyline aspect of the wrestling, you know. It being sports entertainment. The sports aspect is the wrestling. And the entertainment aspect would be the, the story. And I mean, it's a big part. And I'm not saying that I could do the best every time either. But, man. There's been some just terrible decisions at times. Where you're like,
0: Why well, is Yard like,
1: giving birth to a hand right now? It seems like they have... They put their stock into, like, the few, maybe, couple, like, really good storylines that are going on. And then it seems like they just kind of plug and play other people. They're like, I don't know what to do with them, so we'll just put them in this. Like, nobody else really has that much of a story. It's like, I think a lot of these talent are credible enough to where you can make a story, like, with somebody. Like, make a feud, you know what I'm saying? Like, just make them affiliated with one another so they can build towards the, the match or the the next thing. But, I, you know, yeah, yeah it's... The entertainment the entertainment aspect, it, like, it, it can put asses in seats if the story is that intriguing sometimes. Yeah. Um, or so I got, yeah, it's a great way if you can build a character up through a story or... But sometimes it's it's terrible because it's like, if it... It can tear somebody apart, too. Yeah. And just discredit their character entirely. There's a thin line. You gotta walk a lot of times with it. Because it's like... You wanna put somebody over without making the other person look like shit. A lot of times. Yeah. There's ways to do it. Yeah. But... Only so many. Before it gets stale, you gotta think of new shit. New guys, new girls, new. Shit, that in, you know? Mm hmm. So, yeah, what would you say, fair? Overrated? No. <laughs> See, I feel like it's hard to say overrated because the story is what drew me into a lot of it. Mm hmm. At times, I, too. I, I probably would say fair. Because there's been some great shit. But there's also, like I said, there's been angles that they take sometimes where I'm like, dude, I've never gave a fuck about this. Why are we doing this again? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that as a fan, you just keep coming back even when you're like, god damn it. Oh, yeah. If I do this, I'm fucking done. You're like, no, you're not. You're like 45 percent of this show is ass. But the other 55 percent, pretty damn good. <laughs> People tune in, man, they're suckers. But they'll still feed in. It is true, though, like... within a wrestling show, I very, very rarely am a fan of an entire wrestling show. There's usually some matches in it where I'm like, that was an absolute fucking banger. Mm -hmm. And then there's some segments where I'm like, (laughs) how the fuck did we do that? (laughs) You know? It doesn't matter how great some of the matches are in that one particular show. Doesn't mean the whole show is great. And that's typically the case with wrestling, because it's just... There's so much going on at once you're not going to have the same care, investment, or willpower to watch all the content, you know? Yeah. You're going to be way more into some of the shit than you are some of the other shit. It's funny. Because I just, yeah, you just go to accept it. You're like, oh, this person's coming out, Jesus Christ. Even if you like some of the people sometimes, if they're not, if they're involved in some shit that's just boring or it just sucks, you're like, ah, oh, they fucked them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, I'd probably agree with Fair though because it's led to some of the best fucking moments of all time. Mm-hmm. It does, it does have to get you enticed to wanting to see the play out in the ring. You know what I mean? To so like, to want to pay for the match, to want to fucking get the ticket and shit, to want to f- see what's going to go down where they finally actually have that match. Um, so, I mean, with it, it comes storytelling. And, like, I guess different people do them differently because for a long time, we put a lot of emphasis, emphasis on the story, but not necessarily the in-ring product sometimes. Or they'd be like short matches or they'd be, you know what I mean, it's, they wouldn't be Serving to what the story could have been. Um, Whereas, like, AEW's got some great stories, but also, like, their matches always deliver, like, they're like, oh, this is going to be excellent, like, in terms of all that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I guess it depends what your emphasis is. Vince and WWE, they always wanted to, like, brand everything their own, so, like, that's why they're called WWE superstars instead of wrestlers or pro wrestlers. And they always brand, they're like, oh, you're going to drop this name, you're going to be this, because they want to brand everybody there, their guy. So, I mean, people have just accepted it at this point, though. They're like, whatever. Yeah. Because there's such a big market. If you can get over there, you're like mega. You're making the big bucks. You're big all over the world. Yeah. If you're If you're big there, if you make it there, it's like... But it's not always the easiest back there. It's a pretty diluted market back there, you know? To make yourself known from the masses. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> and like a, lot of it, a lot of it does involve having that really good story to kick off somebody's career. Like, if they just debut and they're dead in the water, a lot of times it's not a good sign. No. Like, if they're able to jump into an enticing and interesting story with somebody that you already kind of care about pretty quickly, that's the way a lot of people get over quickly, you know, is they're in a story that people care about mm-hmm. with somebody that's already established. And whether or not they go over them, it has nothing to do with the fact that they can go over, they can get over without going over Yeah. They just got to be made by the guy that's, uh, willing to work with them, if he's credible enough. Yeah, because if it's, like, two, like, a guy that just debuted, and then somebody that hasn't been seen in fucking months, it's like, nobody cares about this, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the debut of this guy, and you're like, oh, who's he facing? And somebody else, you're like, oh, fuck, I thought that guy got released, like, last year. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody cares. And then you don't see him for weeks and then everybody forgets about him. And it's like, no, he needs to come out. He needs to do John Cena. And come out on a big-name big, big name person. And, like, challenge them to start. Or, like, have, have them attack somebody that's already established or something. You know? If they're a heel. There's, like, ways to do it if you want a person, like, debuting from NXT or whatever the hell to make... A statement, like, immediately. If they're a heel, they just gotta attack one of the faces during a match. Yeah. If they're a face, they gotta come out and challenge them, somebody. And then people are like, oh, fuck, what's this guy all about? That's what people like Chris Jericho and shit were always good for. They would do stuff like that. They'd work with, like, the new guy coming up. It's like, I challenge you it at- Backlash or whatever. And then it's like, oh, if they got a match with Chris Jericho, now I'm interested. Yeah, having having a credible feud with somebody like credible is obviously gonna get you uh get you where you need to be. We were talking earlier about Sean fucking having essentially a second run after his career was thought to be over. He put yeah. a lot of people over in that. He did. He had some great matches with putting people over. Some Mm -hmm. of those matches were fantastic. You know, uh, Cena did that later in his career with uh, Kevin Owens and shit, too. Had some great matches with him when Kevin just came up. Mm -hmm. He beat him, thing, didn't he? Cena? Or Owens beat uh, Kevin? Yeah, Owens. They faced a couple times, I think, or at least. But yeah, Owens won at least one of them. But both their matches were, like, wild. This was the first time you were seeing Cena pull out, like, a bunch of other shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Was with Owens. And then he started doing some of that other stuff. Like, that he did against, like, AJ at Royal Rumble in, like, mm-hmm. 2017 and shit. Like, his his rivalry with AJ, he did a lot of that shit, too. Like, different stuff you weren't used to seeing Cena do. Yeah. He had to rise to the occasion, He was kind of the man of the last 15 years in WWE, and AJ Styles was the man in wrestling everywhere else of the last 15 years before they... uh, That was probably ended up being one of my favorite Cena matches when he won the belt for the 16th time against AJ Mm -hmm. in 2017. It was a really good match. Because it was like later in his career, and you're like, damn, you fucking... He brought it to that match for sure yeah now it's like fuck give the guy a win god damn it yeah he's putting everybody over where he comes back now yeah. <laughs> well and like at a certain point like I feel like to retain his credibility he's gotta win some matches yeah he's you gotta, it, he's gotta win you know next time he comes back give him a win damn it I'm tired okay. of seeing it What do you got? You got one for me? Um, it's going to be tough here. I know. <laughs> it is very tough. You want to take it? Oh, oh. I'll, I'll hit you with one before the end here. Uh, what, so this is just kind of like a a phrase, I guess, but like, what do you think of the phrase, like, (laughs) freaking, uh, what goes around comes around, you think, like, is there any credibility to that, or do you just think that's bullshit that people say to make them feel better whenever there's an asshole out there just doing whatever the fuck they want? Like, in terms of, you're talking about, like, karma? Pretty much that's the, yeah, So circumstance people yeah. use it. And we're just like, ah, oh, well, he can, they can act like that. But, you know, what goes around comes around. It's like, does it? Or does this motherfucker need to get their... <laughs> I mean, don't you feel like they do? Maybe not always. What goes around comes around. Maybe. I don't... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much weight that really holds. I like, don't think it's necessarily that. I mean, I just think that when you instill negativity outwardly, like, and not just that. Yeah, but you just in start, that's a, just your outlook. then. To, yeah, or, or and not even necessarily that you think, because everybody gets into a train of thought sometimes, or most people that I've known, to where some shit is just bothering them and it's like hard to fucking stay positive. But it's like if you're outwardly just expressing your negative thoughts and kind of putting that on to people, like having doubts or having, you know, the audacity to be like, ah, yeah, no, that's not going to happen for you. It's like like why you don't think it's going to happen for somebody else because your fucking shit didn't work out? (laughs) Like even though their shit and what they're trying to do has nothing the fuck to do with what you're doing, So yeah, you see parents do that with kids sometimes where it's like Yeah. No, no, they're not gonna happen. And I'm not saying they're all and I'm not saying anybody like I'm not saying anything specifically. You see it all the time, and like people are like, oh no, how hard that is parents aren't gonna be jealous. The fuck they aren't, man. Like I've seen this again and again. Like, it's the same thing as the and I'm not saying anybody specifically, I'm just saying this is the way it is sometimes. You see parents being like Oh, this is my kid. He's the best fucking baseball player on the team. And shit like that. It's just like... But it's not that he's great. It's, I'm his dad, and I fucking... You know, like, they want the fucking credit for being... Oh, I man, I taught him. I did this and that. It's like, man, really? Like, yeah. it's it's not even about him. And he's the one that's playing at this point. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking like, about? Like, back, back, back when I was in high school in 95... Nobody gives a I fuck... Have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's obnoxious. Well, that that kind of shit. I'm like, they get like it's, it's strange. Yeah. People try to stay hip, try to adapt the personality of today's kids and shit like that, or today's teens, twenties, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, I think it's. it's like, I, I mean, yeah. it's
1: partially with parents though that do that kind of stuff and that. There's some that get jealous. But I also think it's just parents being protective and wanting their kids to have, like, stable lives a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So when kids are wanting to take big chances and be like, I want to be a fucking rock star, I want to be an actor, I want to, you know, I want to be a painter. I want to fucking start my own website and sell my fucking art. And they're like, well, you know, that's hard to do that. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. so why I'd get a job at the post office. You know? And it's kind of like, it feels like they demean your dreams. Yeah. But, in a way, they are. But, not even saying not always, because I'm sure there's circumstances where people definitely do to meet him on purpose because they're jealous or they don't want that because they didn't get to do that and their dreams got fucking crushed because they had you or whatever. But it's like, I think a lot of times parents are just like, that ain't a surefire thing and then they just see the worst possible scenario. They're like, he's going to end up on a fucking living in a box in an alleyway smoking crack. You know, (laughs) the worst (laughs) The worst <laughs> expectation. <laughs> if he chose to trust to so sell his art online, he's not gonna fucking never make it. He's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Parents feel that they're like it's like a worst nightmare scenario <laughs> all the time. If they don't feel like their kids are stable, you know, if they feel like they're going off the rails, or they don't like have a steady life, or they're not making any money, or they're not succeeding. In adulthood, it's like a fucking real stressor for him. It's like, oh. It is obnoxious, don't get me wrong. But I can also see where they're coming from, from a, like, caring about you standpoint. It's just overpairing sometimes. <laughs> but you're like, <laughs> you're just, I don't know. Being being a parent would be fucking, like we talked about earlier, just, a, it would not be my fucking forte. Yeah. You're responsible, man, for a whole I mean, it could human. be. I could be alright at it. I, I feel like I'm a big critic of myself when it comes to it, but I also just don't feel <sighs> there's a lot of things that involve that. I give parents a lot of credit, though. They take a lot of shit, so... <laughs> I mean, they had them, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, some of them don't complain about it. But, some, I mean, that's what I mean. Some of them just eat it. And take it and fucking raise their kids. And... There's good parents out there. But, yeah, what goes around comes around. You think what goes around comes around? I mean, I think in, like, um... I I feel like generally in like a karma sense, like most of the time. I mean it might not pay here's the thing. It doesn't always mean that whenever like, you know, I've said before, like everything gets returned, like or that's actually what fucking I was gonna say that might have been something, the Walking Dead too. But no, it's kind of true because like for every it's kind of the same thing as saying for every action there's a reaction, like there's something that comes back, you know what I mean? Um What goes around comes around. So, I mean, like, whenever you do something good or something bad, like, it may not pay you back or give you the return. Like, it may not be necessarily equatable. It might be, like, a, you know what I'm saying? It might present itself in some other completely different limelight down the road. But that's fucking where it comes back. Like, you really never know when these things hit. That's why, like, regardless of what happens, like, we have to try... To be the best we can every day, like a little better than fucking the day before that, because it's, you know, yeah, it's fucking. That's that's all we really can do. It's there's not a damn thing you could do about any of the shit that's happened. It's just, uh, yeah, it's. I I would sort of agree with that with the whole aspect thing, like. I don't like know what you were saying earlier, like if you see things negatively or you just walk around like, ah fuck Yeah, you're just generally going to have more negative shit happen because that's what you're Oh yeah, for. That's what you're attracting too. Yeah. And same with positivity and you know, uh like Joey Diaz had said in a podcast before too, he's like Whenever I didn't carry around a gun, I never saw people with guns. He's like, when I started carrying a gun on me all the time, I was meeting a lot of people with guns. That's just, (laughs) like, it's, what you surround yourself with is what ends up happening, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. if you walk around in fear, then that shit will fucking, you'll see more things to make you fearful. Like, it's, just that kind of stuff something that happens to you, like, you put yourself incidentally in harm's way. I mean, there's just a lot of, that aspect of things is true, like, I guess if you, like the dude in fucking, what was it, uh, Friday Night Lights, or was it Remember the Titans, or I yeah, think it was is, Friday Night Lights, yeah. where he's like, booby, he's like, I'm the motherfucking man, him. I don't need to goddamn practice, I can kill this shit. I'll fucking show those recruiters on Friday and all this stuff, and then he fucking snaps his ankle and shit. He it's like, like didn't work out or whatever. Yeah, he he's did. like, "Boo, we don't need practice." All that stuff. It's like, man. Now look at you. You know. Yeah. That was that's kind of that scenario though, where it's like what well, it goes around comes around because he fucking thought he was untouchable, and then he fucking suffered a potentially fucking career-jeopardizing injury at the worst possible time. So it's like... It plays out that way Mm -hmm. sometimes, but... I don't know. I also just think that's a mindset thing. What you see is what you get, kind of, you know? Yeah. But I, I do think doing good things is going to have... I'm not saying that you should do it for that reason, or necessarily, I'm not saying that at all, but I do think that you instill good things out, like, paying it forward kind of shit. Oh, I'm gonna get, like, you're gonna do the courteous thing, or you're gonna, you know, surprise people with, like, a dinner, or this or that, or, like, you're gonna have, the, you know, you're gonna pay, you're gonna, you know, just do stuff like, just be giving, just be a, you know am saying, a more giving, like, I feel like those things will come back to you, and you shouldn't, Do it for those reasons. You should do it because that's what you want to do for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in that sense, I think that you'll be rewarded with opportunities and be rewarded with just good karma coming your way because as long as you had those intentions, you know, in a good limelight. Yeah. Because, like, it's, it's not... I don't think somebody that's overly... Like, I mean, sure, there's been some just awful stories about people, like, trying to do good, better themselves, and, like, just, just, just dealt a shit hand after a shit hand, you know, but, for the it most part, it happens. Oh, it does. It's um, getting harder. But, for the most part, I think that, whenever you're actually putting good out there, and, like, I'm not saying it's always a walk in the park to retain that mindset, but I, but I will say this, is that, you know, like, all the days that I'm that I'm positive and I'm really carrying, like, more of a smile. Like, I'm, I'm a little more, uh, you know, I smile a little more. I'm a little happier. Like, whenever that radiates, it's it causes for a much better fucking day for me every single time than whenever I fucking look at things one way. Like, most of the time it's in my head anyway. Or if I look at things, you know, one way and I'm just like, this is fucking pissing me off. Like, this that, that becomes, like, my mindset for the day. Because that's the overarching thing that's on my mind. Like, that's the, the like the way I'm acting. And, uh... Or that's the way, you know... Like, you have to pull yourself out of that sometimes. Even if, like, the day starts shittily and you fucking get into some stuff that you didn't want to be into. Um, But you're sure as hell not going to have a better day by telling yourself it's going to be a shit day. Even if it's going to be a fucking tough day because you got fucking XYZ to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's it's definitely not going to get any easier by looking at it in no a negative light. Le- you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's it's, it's it going to be harder every fucking time. And it's hard too when you're already like, if I'm like dragging ass at work, or it's like it's hot as fuck, or it's cold as fuck, and I'm just like dying back there, and I'm like, goddamn. It's like the only thing I don't want to think about is how bad this shit sucks. And the only thing my mind keeps going to is, man, this fucking sucks right now. You know, it's like there's times where the mind is inescapable, but yeah, for sure. If you just stick on that path, where it's like, oh, if you fuck if you this. reset yourself to that perspective, where you're like, this really isn't that. So you gotta it's like hard listen to shit. Always, just I'm not saying myself. it's fucking not hard at all. Like it's I've every like there's a lot of days when it's still just not fucking easy to re like to recenter yourself in like a rational mind space to not get pissed off at too many stupid things. You know what I mean? Or things that you're like, this will be over in five minutes. I shouldn't be this pissed. Um, but you just, you know, you do. And like my natural inclination is to go to like problem solving or like to change this kind of thing. I'm like, if I don't like what's going on, I'm like, Oh fuck, I got to fix this or I got to work this out or I got to do this and, like, my soul's just not fucking right until it is, and I'm like, man, like, and I just feel it, and I know it, like, whenever certain, with certain people that I'm, like, like, whenever I know I'm supposed to be good with somebody that I, that I don't feel like I'm good with, I'm like, that fucking disturbs my soul, like, every fucking time, like, it just doesn't feel right, you know what I mean, and, uh, yeah, It's crazy, like, and I know that that's the case, because I'm like, because probably what happened didn't make me feel good in the first place, even if I was partially to blame, you know what I mean? It's just like, but you're like, that's, you know, this is a fucking life, these things happen to everybody, and, uh, you know, I kind of forgot even where I was going with that whole thing, but... People know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> they might know what we're talking about at this point. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I don't I mean, know if they I mean. do. I don't know if I know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I was trying to say? Yeah. I, I, what were we saying? I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't know. We've been going on a tangent fucking 30, No, 40, I know what you were saying. 60 minute deep. I'm fucking, yeah. With the second part at least. But yeah, that we were just talking about. What goes around and comes around. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. No, so clearly there's, but but I don't know. I. It can be that too. I guess. I mean, but I do think there's a. There's a reaction for every action. There's a fucking. You know I'm saying like there's yeah. a taking gift to all these things. So why wouldn't there be? If you see things as always shit. And it's all bullshit, and it's gonna yeah, be. A lot of and, shit. and the thing is that the laws of attraction and like all those things, like what comes to you, and like that all applies to that shit too. Like yeah. it makes that; those are the things you're gonna attract. Like you're gonna. It's like why do people like that are all constantly oh, and you fucking, know, you know oh, fucking of course this happens to me <laughs> <laughs> on Snapchat and shit like that. It's like why do you think this shit happens to you? And that's not saying that you're not still going to run into dickheads no no, well, right? no, no, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying like you're not you're still not going to have bad days either. But it's like if you have a have a clear fucking mindset about like okay, you're not going to fucking accept this. Like this isn't it. The victim mentality is never going to get you there. Yeah, it's just not yeah. going to. Yeah, you can't go, especially as an adult. There's just no yeah. time or space or room. For being like, well, of course it would happen to me. It's going to be me that this bullshit... Will... And I mean, you can do that for a well, moment. Like sometimes, you can do that yeah, for a moment to really yourself. To be like,
0: God damn it!
1: It's always me! <laughs> but then you got to move on. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't sit in it. You can air it out. Well, that's the problem. And, and to yourself. Certain, certain people are, are more comfortable sitting in it than actually doing anything (laughs) about it. Sitting in there, wallowing in their misery. It's like, it's like, man, fucking don't pull me down with you. Like, that's some nonsense. And I mean, it took me a while to realize that too, because I was a fucking miserable human being. I feel like for a period in my life, whenever I was, young and angsty and leaving high school and didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do with my life and life was coming at me quick and I just got fucking depressed and angry at the world for a while where I was just like man this is all fucking sucks <laughs> and I mean it's hard to be around someone like that you know and it took me a while to really realize that and be like nobody enjoys this you don't enjoy this even you are just fucking you gotta let people know that you think this is some bullshit (laughs) all the time (laughs) yeah it's not it's pointless because it does kind of and like I said like I go around like at work even if I'm not like if I'm feeling tired or beat down or whatever I'm feeling you know if I Hop off to Tuscan, Somebody's outside at a house. You know, I'll always, hey, smile, wave, hey, how you doing? Try to be, like, at least friendly to the strangers in my everyday life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Around me. I'll try to carry around a face of fucking anger. Which, I mean, you'll still run into people like that. Like, there's times mm-hmm. where I'll smile and wave at people, and they'll just give me a fucking stone-cold stare, and I'm just like... You almost get hurt by him. You're like, man, fuck you! <laughs> I should have never waved. I take it back. Oh, Give me yeah. the wave back. <laughs> you got a third one for me? Are we uh, are we rapping. Are we Christmas rapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the waitresses, good No, I'll uh. I'll, I'll throw something out there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 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 got to get readjusted here. I got to get Re-prepared. readjusted. For sure. All righty. How about this? We'll just keep it simple for this last little one here. Right. What do you think of pineapple? artificial or the actual fucking real pineapple i like it and it's definitely good in like the summer i will say though the weird have you ever noticed pineapples got that weird like it feels like it feels like yeah it feels like it should just be juicy but there's strings in the juice yeah come on why does this gotta be here can't you just give me the juice can you be like an orange and just give me the juice (laughs) <laughs> Orange has the skin, but it's... Fuck, the inside's juicy as hell. Pineapple, you can't go around the strings. You gotta have... You gotta take the strings and the juice. And that shit gets on your cuts, man. It burns so bad. It is really good. Like, refreshing-ass. Like, pineapple juice, though. God damn. That's a refreshing drink. Like, summertime and shit? Yeah. You have, like, a fruit medley drink? With some pineapple juice in there and some cranberry juice and, like, a few fruit juices. <laughs> I would love a fruit, madly, right now.
0: Great. <coughs> yeah, you know it's a really
1: good mix drink to have, switching gears. But back to the tequila. Tequila Sunrise. You've had those, haven't you? Those are... So- I think so, yeah. Those are flame. You haven't had one. of them once? Yeah, a few times. Several times, really. Fucking, uh... We made those, like, blueberry drinks and some other shit. We made a few different things in the apartment. Yeah, there was some okay shit. Yeah. I have had, like, drinks before where I've been like, wow, that was fire. And I've had drinks where I was like, I don't think I ever want one of those again. (laughs) You know? Dude, Tyler, I'll never forget, he got these, like, Bud Light Nexts. When he was in town, and he was like, <laughs> he cracked <laughs> open the first one and gave me one. And I, we were like both sipping it, watching something on the couch. And he just like looks over at one point and he's like, What do you think about these? And I was like, debating that if I wanted to be honest, because I was like, Fuck, he just bought a 12 pack of these as the first ones we're drinking out of it. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, Honestly. Not a big fan. (laughs) He's like, he's like, yep. Me neither. I will not be buying them again. (laughs) It just tasted like a lighter Bud Light. I was like, this. What? It's like Bud Light next. It's like next what? Next, uh, like meaning you tried it, to move on. Body light? Okay, next. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was ridiculous, too. The cans and shit. <laughs> that whole talk. Yeah, pineapple, though. I would say... It gets a lot of shit, man.
0: People, don't,
1: People don't want it on pizza. People don't fucking... <laughs> people don't want to eat it. I don't necessarily think... It's, it. it's not a fruit that a lot of people... It's a pain in the fucking ass to get to. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. The fucking shell it's of the pineapple. Su- it's super good, though. God damn though. Getting in there? Fuck that. It's like, the only the- thing worse is a coconut. Getting into a coconut is fucking god-awful. Coconut. Me and Chris Partler bought one of those at the store one time. We chucked that thing hard at the ground, and it didn't break. Like, at a concrete floor. It's like, how are you supposed to get in these things? Yeah, fuck coconuts. Pineapple over coconut all day. Pineapple over... Oh, yeah. Oh, no for sure. Coconut. Like, it's always disappointing whenever, like, uh... The blue flavor of something is like coconut. It's like, how does that represent coconut? It's just like, isn't it white? Yeah, I don't like that. It's like, what do you mean? I do do like coconut-like candy, though. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Like, Almond Joys, they're good. That's like the best thing a coconut is in is Almond Joys. And if you're a Mounds person, you might as well be eating a turd. Get yourself an Almond Joy. At least there's a nut in there. You can have some nutty turds. Apparently, going going to the uh, cans though for a second. Back. <laughs> this is the first year that Budweiser and Bud Light will not be there. They were asked not to come. Come to where? To the Oktoberfest. Where? Fucking. In Germany. Held in yeah of the Swiss Alps, the Bavarian side. Oh, that the Bavarian side, that sounds dope. Bavarian, <laughs> Bavarian beers, sick. Well, it said it's only the controversial brands we've asked not to come, Budweiser and Bud Light. They don't really represent the B- Bavarian brewing anyway, <laughs> regardless of what the name suggests. Well, so I mean, honestly, that's, you know... Fuck them Bavari- Bavarians, we don't need them bastards. St. Louis, baby! <laughs> well, you know, they just said those two, but... Yeah, they're still, they're fucking, that's the staples of Anheuser-Busch, goddammit. You taking a cut at our core profits? Well fucking slice your nuts. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna stop that many people from fucking doing it. All these fucking Swiss people and these Germans ain't gonna buy our shit now. You don't want us there, but well, we don't want you here! <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love our Germans, damn it. (laughs) They make up some fucking percents, man. Yeah. Pineapple, though, I'm going to say it's a little underrated. People give it shit. I mean, underrated. The pizza thing, like, it's good on pizza. Ham and pineapple on pizza is good. I stand by it's never my first choice for pizza. Just pineapple on a pizza? A little weird. But if you, it's like ham and pineapple on a thin crust, it's good. Yeah, it is good. It's that's that's a about the perfect combination. I mean, like you can have with the pineapple. Yeah, it's like it's a you know. Yeah, I'd say probably that is probably the best. But, but I mean, yeah, like I said, pineapple juice. It's like, not my first being pineapple juice in a fruit juice drink. Like, just that it just makes me taste summer. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. that kind of... It's definitely a summer food vibe. It's super good. Watermelon. Super good. Artificial watermelon. Not so good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really taste like watermelon a lot of no. times. It's just kind of like a candy, candy watermelon They You try to taste. sour the shit out of your mouth with everything. <laughs> it's like, watermelon's not sour. No. And that's what they try to do. It's just kind of weird. They like inject... It's it. always sour watermelon. It's like, well, I mean... The Warheads <laughs> drink is good. But that's because Warheads is meant to be sour anyways. But, like, just every watermelon flavor being kind of sour, it's like... It makes sense with green apple, because it's kind of sour. Mm-hmm. But watermelon's, like, fucking juicy and sweet. People (laughs) eat it with sugar. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to me. It's like... It's already sweet, dude. I mean, I guess I could see it, but... It sounds like it tastes good. You don't need more sugar. But yeah, no, I, it, it, like, it's got plenty of natural sugar in it. Yeah. Plus, yeah, it would dissolve in that watermelon quick, I'm sure. Dude, you, like, cutting a watermelon and shit just like, just gets fucking juice everywhere. My God, I want some watermelon now. Fuck. It sounds damn good. Some watermelon, some pineapple. So, dude, summer fruits? God damn it. I just want to be chilling on the patio under an umbrella eating some fucking summer just fruits. Strawberries and fucking watermelons and fucking pineapples and bashing a coconut off the concrete trying to open it. Those things you go You want the it. coconut? Those things kill people. Fall out of fucking palm trees from way up high onto people's heads. Kills like six people a year On average Can knock you out Can knock you out Can kill you Can put you in fucking a coma Can you imagine just caving your skull in from a coconut That'd be a horrible way to go Yeah Probably be quick But it'd be fucking Your body might convulse And you're like You kidding me? I'm fucking twitching and dying from a coconut Pineapples though Underrated Underrated I agree, I'm sticking honestly. By. You, and they don't... There's not a lot of artificial pineapple out there. They're doing like freeze pops, snow cones, shit of that aspect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's not a lot of like pineapple candy. It's not even or in pineapple the pineapple energy drinks. If there's like six Indian flavors, that. it's not one of them usually. No. So for that aspect, I'd say as a flavor, as a food, it's probably a little underrated. A little underutilized one of the more difficult foods you can't just wash it off and bite into it you know yeah i think artificial watermelon is like overrated and fucking regular watermelon is probably underrated it's way good people love watermelon though they love it Summertime, everybody fucking talks about all the time. Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. They fucking got watermelon floaties, watermelon fucking swim trunks. That's some goofy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not much going to be about it. I'm just saying, it's a summer staple. Ladybugs and watermelons. (laughs) (laughs) I got watermelon on my trunks. Watermelon bikini tops. Man. Fucking paint a watermelon on their fucking truck bed. On their tailgate. <laughs> watermelon farms. <laughs> but yeah, well, are we ready to wrap up here? Before yeah. I say anything more about these watermelons and these goddamn Swiss motherfuckers. Trying to take us out of the goddamn Oktoberfest, there will be hell to pay. You know, we'll be back. <laughs> well, they said it's not Bavarian anyway. Well, you know what? You're not fucking American, <laughs> and we know we, beer. No. we were the original brewmasters, man. No, it came nope. From, uh, came from those Bavarian bastards. <laughs> They make some good shit Send us some shit man I want to try some Bavarian stuff Dude if we had a German A German fan out there That could hit us up And send us some German beers I'd fucking love to try We'd (laughs) try them on the podcast We got some Canadian ones That could send us some shit too Yeah Send us some shit I'd love it (laughs) Get in contact with us On social media Hit us up (laughs) We can let you know where to send it. As long as you're not sending us like a bomb in the mail or some shit. I don't want that. Are you, um... Fuck. I guess that pretty much covers it. Yeah. It's been episode 84. Another, uh, another one in the books here. Yep. Be back in a week with a guest, huh? Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope everybody is doing quite well out there. A lot of stuff going on. Hopefully uh, everybody's taking care of their own life and uh, we'll be seeing you next for episode 85. We'll be bringing on more guests. We'll be fucking hitting you with some big ass surprises. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned and uh, take it easy out there. Keep plugging away. Do your thing. Don't give a fuck what nobody says about it. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. My
0: decisions now I gotta wear Something means a sitting inside of this room cause every thought I got's negative. I'm sick of not being able to sleep and relying only on a sedative. I'm sick of hearing another voice telling me what to do on my head again. Psychiatrist said he's imaginary but I know he's real if I said he is. Fighting with myself so I can't hope that I'm competitive. This movie is my life but I still remain uncredited.